0: Captain's Dong, BigAss.Dick. I'm Captain Britain, And I'm AI Security
1: Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Dragula, <laughs> our ongoing mission.
0: To explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go <gasps> to, to an, an anxious soy, soy war. Soy Trek the podcast is oh, here. Yeah half vegan, one half queer, 100% communist, unless we have a less left is guess, Patrick and Britain, talking, joking, farting and shitting, all about Star Trek, like our buttholes, the show is red. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the bridge. I'm Comrade Britton.
1: I'm Pat.
0: The podcast is Soy Trek. The podcast, the Star Trek podcast, where two Trekkies ask themselves how did they write an entire episode that is nothing but Star Trek references?
1: i mean it's possible
0: i mean i think they did it yeah i think they basically did it i don't think there's like they took they took all the old information and added like one new thing mm-hmm. new episode yeah yeah
1: perfect it's, it's kind of like those episodes that they do of tv shows when they're just like um <coughs> clips from previous <coughs> previous episodes
0: oh like shades of gray from uh mm-hmm. tos season yeah. two and the uh, oh, sorry, uh, TNG season two
1: yeah like with uh, Riker accessing mm-hmm. his memories yeah 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 that was like oh let's do it let's do it like a low low budget clip show <laughs> and so it's kind of like the equivalent of that yeah modern so
0: day. I actually uh, watch that episode once a week except for two weeks out of the year I call it uh, 50 shades of gray <laughs> got him got him got oh. Oh, I th- him I thought I got him everybody <laughs> Jesus <laughs> okay Um, No, you did not get I guess not. I guess not, everybody. But everybody, we have ads now! Uh, You don't want ads? Well, Soyagers, for as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. And not only get ad-free episodes, but you also get them in high-quality stereo. And instead of having to wait, like everybody else, for them to trickle out over the week, you get them all at freaking once. And you get special access now to a private Patreon page. Area in our Discord mm. where you can uh, request media and like request polls and different stuff from us. We've got a lot of secrets going on in there that uh, the other people don't ever get to hear about. Mm. Secrets. Uh oh. Star Trek secrets. <laughs> secrets. Secrets. <laughs> secrets um a little so we voting for secrets yeah a little little bit you know, <laughs> you know i do what i can um so um what else oh also if you're super cool and pay us five dollars more a month uh you get your name mentioned on our podcast you know who does that who does cool motherfuckers just like dan morrison dylan lance ian killia jonah hearn jordan hale shane sawyer nick savard david craning sites adam zendel cappies emma glavish and electric baphomet all of whom are cool as hell and deserve guess what mm. nice nice back scratch mm. everybody everybody likes a good back scratch i
1: have a back scratcher that's actually like hanging on my wall so <laughs> back
0: scratch fever <laughs> out bow, 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 <laughs> back scratch fever bad out
1: yeah i like to have my back scratches that always at, at arm's length
0: mm, i like that yeah I think I have a back scratcher right behind this. Oh, if, you, yeah, if you'd like, if you like, I can purchase a podcast back scratcher, mm. but uh, in order to do that, you have to do your duty and bring our third uh, podcaster, the slide whistle every time. Oh yes. Yeah. I,
1: I, it's next to my bed. I'm I just, see. Oh, it's, in-
0: it's not doing us any good next to your bed. I mean, it might be if you're sticking it up your bum bum.
1: Yeah, I am going.
0: <laughs> Please help me. What <laughs> that slide whistle is saying. <laughs> it's a little meaty. <laughs> No. Uh, also, if you give us $10 a month, you get access, full access, to my Plex server, The Media Dungeon, mm-hmm. uh, which has 15,000 films, over 15,000 films, over 500 shows, updated daily with new stuff, just like. Uh, greg turkington's deck of cards which i understand you just watched
1: i just watched that this morning mm-hmm. and it rocks it's <laughs> it's, it's that, great like it was, i was laughing my ass off watching it was
0: that. only released on vhs the only other place you can watch it is the hei network which costs five dollars a month so you know if you want uh, to pay double that to watch just <laughs> one thing from that network i got you baby <laughs> uh, but we also have cool stuff um just like uh, the entire run of Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego. Oh, nice. Which is the the uh, the TV series, the animated TV mm-hmm. series about her.
1: Yeah, that had a really sick theme song.
0: Yeah, it certainly did. Uh, I also have all of Viva La Bam. Oh, cool. And also all of Jackass and Wild Boys. Really pretty much everything that crew ever did, mm-hmm. I have.
1: I want to rewatch that one uh, Viva La Bam episode with uh, Odorous. Like oh yeah. Aguar comes to visit them.
0: That's fun. Yeah. I
1: guess. And then the odorist like comes into their parents' room at that. And he goes, I had a bad dream. And he climbs in bed with his parents and starts, and starts crying.
0: That's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. That was the funniest thing.
0: That's pretty fun. <laughs> Once again, uh, that's patreoncom slash dumb idiot BS. That's dumb idiot BS, which stands for bullshit, but also stands for bam Sargera.
1: Oh yeah, it does. Which is not a coincidence.
0: <laughs> Hope to see you there. So, what do we get into this week, Mister Pat?
1: Watched season three of Picard, episode six.
0: That is certainly correct. Well, I was right, I guess. Let's get into <laughs> that shit.
2: Let's get in! Let's get.
0: Oh, oh fuck oh my taint hurts my taint hurts <laughs> That's it's bruised the, that, I bruised my taint by coming too hard yeah have you ever bruised your taint
1: uh, I've definitely come down too hard in like a, on like a bike seat before yeah yeah
0: yeah one of those uh, dildo bike seats
1: mm-hmm. yeah it missed my butthole and then just went straight into the taint
0: I too missed my butthole <laughs> I'll see you again one day baby <laughs>
1: waiting for you in Valhalla
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a Stovacor actually (laughs) yeah
1: stovacore. it died now it's just waiting for you there
0: absolutely so let's get into it uh this week we watched Picard episode six of season three uh which aired on the 23rd of March 2023 a couple days ago uh this is the 26th episode of Picard Twenty sixth episode released of Picard and the 879th Star Trek release Overall, in the series, uh, this one was written by uh, Christopher Monfette, who wrote uh, episodes two, three, and ten of season two. Mm. So it's surprising that this doesn't suck categorically.
1: Yeah, it's a it's it's like you kind of wonder what's going on.
0: Like, I don't understand what's going on in the writing room, and like, because there's such varying levels of consistency and maybe yeah, and like
1: quality. Yeah, It's just like.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I just have to wonder, like, who was so involved with last season that completely tanked it? Because mm-hmm. I'm led to understand, like, there's Terry Matalas and Akiva Goldsman. Mm-hmm. And I was told that Terry Matalas only really worked on the first half of the last season, and then Akiva Goldsman kind of took over for it, and mm-hmm. then Terry Matalas is kind of doing more of just all this season. Mm-hmm. And that seem, it definitely seems like Terry Matalas is a lot more involved in this season.
1: It definitely has a more singular <laughs> view. And, and, uh, then the previous two seasons that seem to be like, yes, like you're in the mind of a schizophrenic. Right. Right. <laughs> there, there's
0: not, I mean, I can keep track of what the fuck is going on this mm-hmm. season, which in the previous season, two seasons I could, but like, I had to like go back and watch it and be like, mm-hmm. did I get that right? Cause yeah. it's, there's just like, it's introducing too many characters and too many plot elements mm-hmm. way too quickly. yeah And you know, I understand, um, a lot of people are like, Oh, I wish this would have been especially on R slash Picard on Reddit, like a lot of people are saying, I wish this would have been the very first season. They they should have done this from the get go. And I agree with that. Oh, Everyone absolutely. agrees with that, except for guess who? who? Patrick fucking Stewart. He refused to come on if the first season was just a reboot of T N G like this. Mm um and so show how
1: wrong he was yeah and that, that's the thing
0: is like i keep saying it like don't let patrick stewart make creative decisions for picard no and if he feels a need to just say okay then i guess the character's over for now
1: yeah that's most, fine yes, is, yes yeah his mental state's probably a little bit declined so they could just do whatever and you'd be like did i approve this like yes patrick you did mm-hmm. you, uh, he'll this, be like this is exactly what you wanted
0: did i do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. It yeah. Would, but
1: yeah just fuck with him this and like it, it, it does seem like they did kind of rest um a little bit more creative control away from patrick stewart because he does, hasn't gone in any um rambling rants nope. or like po- like overly poetic speeches mm-hmm. that go nowhere he hasn't yep. done any of those he like like pretty much all like the new characters that were awful are gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and so,
0: so I will say, yeah, definitely in this season of Picard, this Picard feels a lot more like the Picard we last saw at the end of TNG mm-hmm. than basically any other Picard, even in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Any of the yeah. movies.
1: Yeah. He seems, he seems more of himself, especially like, yeah, like last episode when he was like, you know, it kind of returned to his like, kind of like, you know, um opinionated space lawyer yeah yeah dude we love space lawyers when he's arguing with Ro lauren and and they're both kind of like evenly matched with their arguing yeah (laughs) yeah like uh yeah it was it was great it was like it's like that's the kind of thing you want to see from picard not Mm -hmm. him being like overly sentimental and because that's kind of of sad and depressing
0: yeah the one thing i didn't like about the low uh lauren thing is that she like gave herself up to starfleet as though the maquis did anything wrong yeah no
1: yeah that was kind of a misstep there
0: it was we <laughs> uh, we had a poll we do we do polls on our um on the uh, the discord uh, you should, yeah, you should all should, join the discord I should go on
1: that more <laughs> yeah yeah, you
0: should it's, it's it's fun it's like super active like mm-hmm. our, our active uh, fans and listeners and even, there's even some people there that I don't even know are fans I mean of mm-hmm. like the podcast I think they, a lot of people just like the memes and shit but yeah, yeah. like uh, it's 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 pretty fun mm-hmm. like there's there's a lot of good people there it's, it's a well curated community mm-hmm. um, you know I mod it pretty well there was one guy who came on creeping people out I just banned him that day cool fuck him but yeah, no, don't no. be creepy. I mean, you can be creepy, in, like, the way I'm creepy. Yeah, but that's because I run that motherfucking board.
1: Sort <laughs> <laughs> of be as creepy as I want. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, as creepy as I want to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's a good time. Anyway, this uh, episode was directed by Dan Liu, uh, who directed the previous episode mm-hmm. as well as Memento Mori from uh, Strange New Worlds, which was mm-hmm. the first uh gorn episode i want to say mm-hmm. which is a pretty good episode yeah. so you know uh incapable hands uh not not incapable hands but in space capable hands uh, there yeah. you go uh he also i think did uh, some like fear of the walking dead and the walking dead mm. i think he's done like a couple episodes for each walking dead series which is like not the greatest laurels to rest on but no.
1: yeah i never <laughs> even watched uh I think I watched maybe the first season of uh, The Walking Dead and then... Yeah, what's I watched the first
0: two, I think, and I was like, man eh. And then I watched, like, the first episode or so of Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm like, eh. Yeah.
1: I read the, I used to read the comic pretty religiously, <laughs> and then, like, I got bored with it after a while. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, like, this there's only so anywhere. much you
0: can do with the zombies and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. true.
1: Yeah. I think everyone has zombie fatigue for the most part. Like, Last of Us is kind of, like, almost a resurgence. yeah
0: yeah, yeah but, I, uh, but it doesn't focus on the zombies too. It much. doesn't. No, not yeah. at all. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's start out on this bad boy. So we open on three Federation starships arriving at the location of a transponder left behind by the Titan A. Well, another is elsewhere found by the Shriek. Uh, we go to Vadic in her they're uh i don't know they're changeling can we can we call her her is that fine are we are we uh gendering vatic
1: i guess because i have a theory that it it is the female changeling
0: that's an interesting thought i mean like
1: didn't she like you kind of see that at one point like uh, remember you like she has a transformation like we're getting ahead of ourselves but she has like a she transforms and she she does. And And she, well,
0: she's a changeling. Definitely. We've already, I think mm -hmm. they already established that, but uh,
1: but there was a kind of like a mid, um, part where are
0: you calling her mid?
1: No, I mean, she's she's all
0: right. She's all right. right,
1: right. (laughs) There was like between transformations between the person she was like, um, emulating. And then like her vatic form, Mm -hmm. there was seemed to be like a female changeling form. I could be wrong. really,
0: I didn't, I didn't notice that at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, in the words of uh, Billy Joel, you may be right. <laughs> but I may be crazy, yeah. but it just may be a lunatic you're looking for.
1: That's true.
0: It's also the theme to uh, 1994's Dave's World, the uh, the sitcom mm. of, oh, yeah, uh, right. about Dave Barry.
1: Yeah, that's that's another thing on the Plex server. There's an entire is. category dedicated to Dave's World. There was, there was. It's oh, now in television. It used uh, to be a separate
0: server just for for kicks. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, I still can't find the fourth season of that show. It's pretty much lost media at this point, I think, wow. which sucks.
1: You should start uh, researching like who's st- who 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 the, who worked on it that's still alive. And like, I'm I'm gonna anything? hunt
0: down Dave Barry and demand it. I'm like, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just I just a writer. Give it to me, old man. He's hold, holding
1: a gun to his head. Like
2: <laughs> where is it? Give me Days World Season Four.
0: Yeah, I, I mean I'm not that insane, but yeah, someday.
1: Yeah, just just, just let the let the let a little uh, more of the threads.
0: Okay, so uh, <laughs> we see Vatic on the bridge, uh, who's growing increasingly frustrated, threatening her crew if another one tells her they have not yet located Picard uh a creature at the helm explains by the way are her bridge crew do we know what type of aliens they are yet are they also changelings are they um, all part of the same thing
1: i don't think so because i don't know like um
0: yeah because why would they have to wear the owl masks and shit they could come in as anything
1: yeah i think there are maybe mercenaries like that have been hired by the changelings
0: brain maybe because they, yeah, they, they use these brain mercenaries before i i'd like to see the Breen again
1: yeah me too like and yeah. i mean
0: well we have the Breen again in um lower decks though which is cool it's true i really liked that yeah. tie-in; that was cool so. yeah
1: I, I like the Breen. the Breen, yeah. i think we're are a villain that really haven't been given their due so
0: no definitely not there's a lot more to explore there because like you know why are they not able to translate their their language mm-hmm. easily and stuff like that and just like i mean yeah we don't know much about their culture or anything like that and it's like a basically a mercenary culture from what we understand i mm-hmm. think kind of like um you know maybe like the jim hadar but they're not hopelessly addicted to catch us all white yeah that we know of
1: yeah yeah it could be it could be breen could be repurposed Breen, could be neil breen oh god that would be perfect
0: yeah (laughs) i mean yeah picard could be like uh I've been hacking into the most secret corporate and government secrets.
1: To take down the changelings, we've we've contacted the most powerful man in the universe. (laughs) And then he just does that thing. And he's like,
0: I am here here now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He just does that thing where it's just like, him like clearly him in front of a green screen flying through the air and he, <laughs> just fly, he just flies from space into the ship no, that doesn't explain it <laughs> just that's that's about right there's a couple explosions yeah i love
0: when he flies like in the the, the community college yeah it's getting raided <laughs> uh, was that pass through i think or is that um, d- double down double down? no no I no think. no um uh pass through or double what we
1: saw in theaters
0: yeah what the fuck was that called double something right because it was the one about the twin twin no
1: yeah there's
0: you know what i'm talking about was it double down
1: it's hard to tell his films apart sometimes. <laughs> uh, no, it's just like... A Fateful fr- findings. No, it wasn't... No, Twisted F- Pair.
0: Twisted Pair, there you go. Twisted yeah. Pair, that's the one. With, with uh, Cade. Yeah. So, so his newest film, I guess, is like a sequel to that because it's about Cade. Oh. And that's the title of it is Cade something something. So, mm. I don't know. Looking forward to that. If you don't watch Neil Breen films, uh, hit me up and I'll, I'll hook you up with some Neil Breen films. Um, and you
1: know, that makes sense because in Twisted Pair, he was uh, an AI hybrid. So that would fit mm. in with the theme of, of Picard. It would like, so that would make sense. They could have found him. And do you think,
0: do you think Neil Breen is positronic? Do you think Neil Breen is lore?
1: No, I think he's more benevolent than lore.
0: He's B4 skin.
1: <laughs> he does seem like B4, like, cause he's not all the way there. And uh-huh. that doesn't, does, that
0: that's what B4 stands for. Breen. And then his <laughs> penis size, four inches. <laughs> <laughs> we've, been,
1: we've been trying, code we've been trying to work on green 4.5 <laughs> <laughs> or B 4.5 we've been
0: giving him extra robot Bluetooth.
1: <laughs> we've got we've got the tugging we got it we got we got weights tied to it <laughs> make it longer
0: we're gonna make, we're gonna make his foreskin grow back <laughs> um, so that thinks of how uh, exhausted that the titan must be uh jumping around the galaxy and putting different uh, decoy transponders out there and says that she is exhausted as well as are all of their brothers and sisters who have to wear the faces of the federation until the redemption has come
1: that's a, that's one thing that did make that uh thing that made me did think like they are changelings as well yeah
0: right because the wearing the faces of the federation except like and they're says wearing says, owl our bro- faces our brothers and sisters yeah, yeah yeah so so i'm gonna say yeah her crew are probably although like that would she, make
1: sense why they would all like choose to be like this other alien race
0: yeah maybe i don't know so uh Vadex suddenly uh gets a little bit upbeat saying that there will be rest a day of lifeless bodies burning in space can't burn re- something in space really
1: no it's not it's uh, there's no oxygen no i mean <laughs>
0: And they've explained this away, saying it's like plasma before, but that also doesn't really exist. So, uh, saying that they will have peace and unity again, but first, they'll have vengeance. Uh, a helmsman speaks up and says that Frontier Day is just 72 hours away, and they have no better idea where Jack Crusher is than they did before. As they are uh, saying a change of leadership might be needed, Vedic simply uh, points to... Another one of the crewmen behind her and the crewmen blasts this guy and he evaporates.
1: I always kinda wonder how that's supposed to be an effective form of leadership like like them, that's that's, that's what they always like that's such a trope with like um with villains like they're always like mm. if if someone just says something the leader doesn't agree with they just shoot them i'm just like
0: right and like that doesn't make any sense what makes sense to me though is like a klingon system where yeah. you're allowed to challenge leadership yeah and leadership can like take trial by combat yeah that's sick as hell mm-hmm. i fucking love klingons <laughs>
1: they do rock Yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, well, now you don't have anyone for that position. Like, what happens if you start just shooting everybody? Like, you're just going to be left alone on the ship. True.
0: (laughs) And you always wonder, it's always weird to me how the changelings are individual beings, but they are also Mm. one large conscious being. Yeah. Because it's like, you figure if they were all changelings, like, her having this changeling vaporized would, like, hurt all of them in some way, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It's, cause it also seemed like I don't know, like changelings were, like, because you saw that especially with like the female changeling and Odo, like they mm-hmm. like even though Odo was like kind of like you know fucking stuff up, they still she, they still considered Odo a part of them. They did they couldn't didn't want to destroy him.
0: True, right?
1: And so it's just like because um, they have a kind of respect for them for their themselves and their and and yeah and see them see themselves as all like individual parts of a greater whole, mm-hmm. and yeah, just just wantonly killing like another one for no reason and it just seems an, like a waste of like
0: another thing that doesn't really make a ton of sense to me is uh so this is like a branch group that like isn't part of the the regular great link mm-hmm. that they've established right did I, I could be wrong but when odo was cut off from the great link he could no longer like transform
1: right uh they they punished him they did that thing to make him solid
0: right right but yeah. you figure like because these people are going against the rest of the great link the great link would probably do the same thing mm. oh, yeah. right because they're like yeah so i don't know that, that kind of i was like eh.
1: maybe that's part of maybe that's why they have to revert always revert to that other other form maybe that's like a curse from the great link the main great oh link. yeah
0: they're, they're they're just steak steak puddle new york cut puddle
1: yeah, and all then like and then like they have to you yeah, they can train for him, but then they always have to go back to like the human form, like the female changeling has to or whoever Vatic is, mm-hmm. like has to uh
0: um always go back to little Nikki.
1: Yeah, go back P- to little P- Nikki. Popeye's fucking <laughs> rules. <Yeah. laughs> Popeye's the shiznit. Yeah, like uh um <laughs> uh, yeah, she's stuck in a little Nikki form because, like, their, their research. The Great Link was like, well, let's learn about human civilization. So, we, you know, like, now that they're part, uh, they defeated us and they are watching um, little Nikki and decided, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, let's just make her look like little Nikki.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a great idea. That'd be great if, like, all of the leaders of this resistance cell just look like different versions of Adam Sandler movies. <laughs>
1: There's one wearing a suit, like from uh, Punch Drunk Love, and
0: one <laughs> one guy just wearing like a, a big um, like hockey jersey from like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. Hockey hasn't existed for two hundred years. <laughs> yeah. That was outlawed.
1: <laughs> it's too violent a to sport, and he goes into the combat wielding a wielding a uh, hockey stick.
0: Hell yeah! H <laughs> e double hockey sticks, baby. Oh yeah. So, Vadic sets her crew to work on finding all of Picard's known associates, including past and present Starfleet colleagues, anyone who might uh, be turned to for help. She says... We will, oh, says, uh, we will scorch the earth under which he stands. sorry. She says, "We will scorch the earth under which he stands, and the night will brighten with the ashes of the Federation. And then, from them, we will rise and Popeye's fucking rules. Popeye's fucking <laughs> fucking rules." <pool. laughs> um, so uh, next, but okay. So this is a scene that they used in the trailer. And I really wish they wouldn't have used it in here. And I have the same problem with it here that mm. I did in the trailer. The night will brighten with the ashes of the Federation. Mm. Ashes don't light things up. No. What do you mean? Yeah. You mean the embers? It
1: could have been named embers, yeah.
0: Okay, but that's not ashes. No. Ashes are a different thing. Ashes are completely burnt embers yeah. that are now just carbon.
1: You know what? She's an alien. She doesn't know.
0: <laughs> she knows what an Earth animal shriek is, and she named her fucking ship after it.
1: Yeah, that that, that is weird.
0: Oh, before you go, Picard, <laughs> let me tell you.
1: <laughs> you know, it makes sense that, that she probably is uh, obsessed with other planets' animals because, from what we could tell from like the Changeling planet, it's just like a whole sea of just like goo.
0: True, and it also makes sense because she is obsessed with the um, the earth animal chicken because Popeye's fucking <laughs> rules. <laughs> um,
1: maybe, th- maybe that explains. Like, maybe that's what they actually stole from the Daystrom Institute. They stole the Popeye's chicken, <laughs> is, the Popeyes
0: chicken, uh, the twelve uh, <laughs> secrets uh, herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great question. Do you think that's where they keep the eleven herbs and spices in the future, I Daystrom? Think so. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what secrets of Earth do you think they're keeping in the days from Institute that we have now? Mm. Obviously, uh, the protocols of the elders, zone, oh, yeah, like all the all the, the uh, information involved with that. Mm. So that's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. Please don't take that seriously. No, no, it's no, no, it's dog shit. They know that in the future. No. <laughs> they have
1: Jesus's bones.
0: Oh yeah. Jesus' is boner. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Mary's Im- or Jesus' umbilical cord. Hitler's skull. <laughs> no. Hitler's foreskin. Oh yeah. Imagine how much that's gonna be worth. Oh definitely <laughs> Rasputin's dick. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that big old spooky dick. <laughs> God. Who do you who do you think in history probably has like the the longest foreskin? What what great world leader that we still remember today? Mm. I think, what was his, tel- Tellerite? Mm. The guy who did, like, was the Conference of Vienna or some shit? I think nah. Tellerite probably had a super long foreskin.
1: Yeah. Pliny the Elder.
0: Well, yeah, Pliny the Elder probably. I mean, all those philosophers, mm. all the Greek philosophers, definitely had a meaty, meaty foreskin oh, yeah. baby.
1: It's it's basically all foreskin. Yeah, <laughs> they had to peel it back all the way. <laughs> it's, it's like like a plantain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a push pop.
0: It's, like. <laughs> it's like a dog's dick. <laughs> yeah. <it goes>. <laughs> <laughs> make that make that sound again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's about right. Okay, so next we go back to the title. No, also, um this is where the the credits are. Credits happen pretty quick in. Mm-hmm. I really liked that basically they just did the villain thing during the credits. It reminded me almost a lot of um masters of the universe or uh, he-man and masters of the universe that, mm. that movie like where it like opens on skeletor and it's yeah. super f- fucking sick it's like one of the best openings to mm. any movie ever i fucking love that shit <laughs> but this reminded me of that i'm like okay okay that's yeah. a good way to start good way to start i love a uh, creepy villain doing creepy villain shit yeah and talking about popeyes
1: <laughs> talk about that popeye
0: so uh next we go to the titan sick bay and beverly crusher is speaking to picard about jack's condition. Uh he's in a box, she says. Mm. And uh two tacos for only a buck forty nine.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Only the Jack in the Box. Only Jack in the Box. A no, new just sponsor. He just Along with Popeyes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Jack in the
0: Box fucking rules. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> that, that would be awesome if they did just have like those uh like uh like outer space just floating. Popeyes and um, Jack in the Boxes that are just like out in the middle of space. Oh,
0: so so they actually have uh, at least one Jack in the Box Star Trek commercial where there is a Jack in the Box in space. What? Yeah, and there's also a Pizza Hut commercial with Klingons. Mm. That's super amazing. I'll show you sometime. Good <laughs> stuff.
1: That's when I think like Star Trek was a more cultural force. Yeah, yeah. So now, like, like you now, could never no, do that now. No, you, like people, people like if they did a Star Trek tie-in with like some sort of fast food thing, people would be like okay like. i mean
0: i i think they could have done it with the 2009 one the uh, 2009 yeah. one was the last point where i think it was like culturally relevant enough to where mm. people were like oh yeah star trek yeah you know i i they definitely they they could barely do it with nemesis i mean they lost all their goodwill nemesis and nemesis are just so dark that it's like why would you like make kids' toys out of that? That's fucking yeah. weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shinzan driving some kind of like little go kart that shoots, yeah, that shoots it, discs.
0: Re- yeah, he's, it's like a he's, he's just like a weird angry gay man with a big knife, and they're <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, let's market this to kids." Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like, yeah, definitely market angry gay dudes to kids, but not with big <laughs> knives. Don't teach them about weapons like that.
1: Yeah, and, sh- and shiny metal suits
0: and yeah. Big, big old dsls oh yeah we need to teach kids no we don't we don't no, no, no. <laughs> yeah i mean like a kid seeing those dsls that's technically grooming In my <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's gonna want to be gay someday because like when you see that you're like damn i want his lips on my dick
1: that'd be funny if like to make sure that nemesis was pg-13 they had just like um uh, blur out um tom hardy's lips the oh, entire they time they had to
0: cgi them and they just put patrick stewart's lip, <laughs> yeah. thin ass british lips oh, over what's
1: them what's the name of that show uh cargo something where they they, they would do, take the mouth off things and help put another person's mouth
0: oh i don't know but oh they uh you know what they oh god um what am i thinking of shit i don't even remember but yeah that would be that would be very fun just just deep fake it yeah but, I mean, it would have been, like, technology back then, which would have been dog shit. Oh, I guess Conan did that. Yeah, right? Conan did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: because it, it was based on something, I guess, from, from like, the 70s. Actually, from shows in the 70s where they would just, like, take a picture of a person, cut out the mouth, ma- like, take out the mouth and just have, like, another person's mouth talking. I can't remember the name of it. That's the
0: the of original me. deep fake porn. Yeah, the original
1: deep fake porn, yeah. <laughs> so... Um,
0: So uh, we're in Titan Sick Bay and uh, Crusher is speaking to Picard about their son, Jack's condition. Uh, After he had confided in her about his waking nightmares, she ran a micro neural scan and found out all of the portions of his brain relating to cognition and imagination were affected. Jack has a terminal diagnosis of Eremotic Syndrome inherited from Picard. And as we'll remember, this is what Picard like died from Mm -hmm. in season one and why they put his memories into a positronic body. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like during that time, that's when he like killed Data. Yes. Because Data's like, please, you know, let me die. And he's like, you know what? You can finally die. But guess what, folks? Guess what? No, no, no. You can't have that.
1: Yeah. Brent Spiner Mm -hmm. always saying that he wants to be written out of star trek brent
0: spiner has been saying he's been wanting to be written out of star trek since 1998 yeah (laughs) for 20 25 years now yeah like some of our listeners haven't even been alive for as long as Brent Spiner has not wanted to be data.
1: He put in his 25 week uh, year notice. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah, like, he, it's, it's seriously, it's like the diamond anniversary of him putting in his work notice. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He's like, all right, well, okay, uh, I'm just going to finish out these last 25 years and then, <laughs> yes. and then, I'll, and then I'll quit. And then I'll clock out. Yeah, yes. I'll clock out and not come back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy so beverly remembers how jack had nightmares and spoke of imagery um uh, imaginary things as a child but she had thought he was gifted and not plagued with an overclocked brain is that what you think about a kid with who, like imagines stuff and has a lot of nightmares that they're it, gifted I
1: know, yeah because
0: usually it's like if a kid's like good at like spatial math or mm-hmm. like remembers things very easily that's a good indication they're gifted. If they're like peeing their bed every night because they're having like visions of an evil red door that's haunting them, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not qualified for AP classes is all I'm saying. No. no.
1: Yeah, he wakes up screaming every night and he sees he sees things that are that aren't there that terrify him. Yeah, I think he's gifted. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, do you like... think
0: he should be an accelerated <laughs> math? Like,
1: uh-huh. As a parent, that's not concerning. Like, oh, and also as a parent and a doctor, right. It's not concerning to her. Like she would she would like you think like you know her her doctor brain would just like activate and be like, oh, I think there might be something wrong with you. And oh, you're Picard's child. So (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's a doctor.
0: In the last twenty five years, she's (laughs) never been like, Hey, I wonder if you might have the same genetic disease (laughs) that your biological father has. (laughs) Like, what the
2: fuck, lady? Did you literally
0: never think about this? I guess not. Cuz they they talked about this condition on TNG. Yeah. It's a plot point. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think on um was it Inner Light where they talked about it yeah. or I think so.
1: And plus she she was Picard's physician. Mhm. Like so she she like everybody knows. So she everybody she's, knows. She, yeah, she's very uh v- uh very familiar with his medical history mm-hmm. and that never was like that nothing ever popped in her head. Just like, oh, my child has nightmares every night.
0: Right, if, and she if never if, like put two and two together. Like, wait, maybe the guy who cummed in me <laughs> and is half of this baby's genetics. Maybe, maybe, maybe the genetic disease that he has <laughs> could have possibly. But no, he's gifted. Yeah, <laughs> gifted. Okay.
1: Good so, one, Crusher. That's why i, I that's why Crusher is not my favorite doctor.
0: She's Crusher is not that great of a doctor. No, let's be honest. Yeah. Like she's fine. She's gotten them out of a few jams, yeah. but like you know, she's no. Let's be honest. EMH. There's nothing that comes close. Yeah, EMH I mean, is my favorite. Although I gotta say, Flocks, at least for the oh, time yeah, Phlox he was, Flocks yeah. fucking rules. Yeah, Phlox is super open-minded. Phlox is one of the more like ethically complicated doctors. I mm-hmm. think especially because of uh that episode dear doctor Mm. where he has to do the genocide kind of ish (laughs) i mean we should watch that episode one day because it's 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 a good episode politically to like break down and Mm. like get into the fucking weeds of because it's complicated and i could understand people being on either side Mm -hmm. and it's one of those ones and that's the shit i really like about star trek is when star trek gives you you know a fucking conundrum and makes you go uh I mean, I think I know what's right, but is that what I would do? Yeah. You know? And that that shit fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. Shit fucking rocks. We makes love you,
1: that. Makes you, makes you think about yourself a lot. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's, it's one of those things like, I, I think Star Trek in a way, and like media in general should be like viewed as religion. Like mm-hmm. religion, especially something like Christianity, is not there to tell you what to do and enforce your will on other people. It's there to make you think more about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And that's the, like that's what all of this should do. And like, I don't know. I, I get the people. I mean, I don't get people who are like, Star Trek is too woke. But the ones who are like, oh, the politics are too ham-fisted now. I get that. Because sometimes they're very ham fisted. Yeah. And it, it, it gives you a situation where it's like, well, here's the person who's clearly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, Star Trek always did that yeah. at points, you know, stuff like Khan was always wrong. Yeah. But, you know, it also made it complicated, like, cause Kirk was also wrong. Because he dumped him on a planet and didn't <laughs> fucking tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Wrath of Khan happens. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So there's there's a lot going on there. Yeah. But Crusher's a terrible doctor, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially for her son. She's a shit pediatrician. Let's be honest. Yeah,
1: because really, if you think like, yeah, she's just they travel together, so they're they're essentially their own little small crew. Yeah. So she'd be be his physician as well. Mm-hmm. Never never thought twice. Never bothered to look. For, you know, that's the thing. Like, I feel like even like some sort of like art like Do you, full full scan of his body. Like, like I feel that's like something that could just be done with a click of a button right like completely uninvasively, just like just you know and i like why not do that all the time
0: (laughs) one wonders one would wonder and so uh so another um another thing i've been seeing online i I saw it actually a couple places that i I, i'm starting to think more about and kind of Mm -hmm. agree with more that is starting to deride my appreciation of this series a little bit is, uh, so this takes place, uh, what, like 15 years after the turn of Voyager, right? I think so. It doesn't seem like they have any new useful technology, especially any of the new useful technology that they had in like Voyager, mm. like 15 years later. And it's kind of, it's kind of weird to me, you know?
1: I mean, they, they, they've updated the ships a bit. Like they've they, updated they the ships
0: but they don't they haven't updated the tech of yeah. the ships at all and it's it's something that's kind of weird because we're to understand and it's been stated before that like the federation after voyager returned went through like a technological renaissance because of all of the stuff that they found out there Mm -hmm. and shit which makes sense right and especially uh that coming off the heels of the dominion war Mm -hmm. when of course they adapted all types of new technology because that's what war makes you do especially when you're allied with people you've never really talked for before with like the romulans the Cardassians, and the klingons Mm. and so like they should be making huge technological leaps and stuff but we don't see that in picard no which is like I mean, fine. I get that you're not focusing on that kind of stuff, but it'd be nice to at least throw a couple bones like that in. Like, hey, here's... Because, like, the only thing that I noticed that's actually definitely very new is their phasers. Their phasers are guns now, basically. Yeah. And, like, another weird thing about their phasers is I don't think anyone has ever said set to stun or set to kill on the series at all. No. And I kind of always assume now that they're just set to kill because no one ever says like set to stun or anything like that or like it's a good thing it was set to stun or anything like that.
1: Yeah, even, even Crusher was just like executing people in that first episode. Right. Yeah,
0: And so I'm... Which also makes me wonder because she like... Well, I guess they did dematerialize like the uh, the one that the uh, Wharf killed, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess they're probably changelings then if they're dematerializing that because I can't think of anyone else that has dematerialized like that yet mm. can you I don't know No. because like the the non changelings that were killed by like wharf and stuff I guess they were all killed by a blade though hmm. I don't know there's too many deaths already in the yeah. series like come on man Like
1: <laughs> that's that is one thing that's with, what's true with like the Picard series is he's a huge body count
0: there's <laughs> a mass it's, it's fucking Rambo yeah, it's, yeah. Like
1: even like in the first episode of the first season like yeah the uh soji kills
0: a couple of those guys and and then then she dies
1: soji's boyfriend gets stabbed through the heart
0: right right yeah (laughs) it's
1: like i was just like good god like i was not expecting just them to get
0: that wasn't very covert of them they were supposed to like extract her silently and they just like beamed into her house and kill her boyfriend Mm -hmm. leave the body there (laughs)
1: yeah like like leave a, a trail of clues like just be like if they had just like picked her up clandestinely, it was like you mm-hmm. know why she's by herself. Which or, or if even you're monitoring her, you can figure you can figure out when she'd be alone to ch- do that. Check
0: this out, just beam her out of somewhere. <laughs> just
1: beam her out of somewhere. Yeah.
0: Whoa. <laughs>
1: yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Beam her right into a prison cell. And Jesus.
0: Then- yeah. It's I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. We we shouldn't talk about the first two seasons, of Picard. Yeah. We're we're trying to focus on the slightly better season here. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh. Beverly uh, gave, um, sorry, Beverly gives Jack some neuroinhibitors to temper his hallucinations and tells him it might be decades before the disease finally catches up with him. When Picard begins to speak, she stops him, telling him not to waste time burdening himself when he could be unburdening Jack. I mean, that's definitely the first person you want to talk to when you find out you have a genetic disease. Yeah. is the person who gave you the genetic disease. Yeah,
1: it's like all right, I'll jack him off. Let <laughs> 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 me unburden you.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I, I can see, like, yeah. I mean, since Picard suffers from it as well, or did suffer from it, I'd be like, yeah,
0: he no longer suffers from it. Yeah. So, but it at the same time, it's not. I don't know because he no longer suffers from it because he died from it. Yeah, and like
1: Which he mentions, just like he's like, "How'd you get better?" Yeah, I didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, Picard finds Jack in the holodeck, apparently still broken. Because guess where it is in the holodeck? Yeah, Ten Forward Avenue. It's
1: Like like and that's what they like you know even with like fucking tng that had like a shoestring budget and mm-hmm. make 26 episodes you know they still found creative places to go each time that someone used the holodeck like, yes like you could it's so easy just they to could go literally to a different just set. go
0: outside yeah shoot outside it's free to shoot outside you don't have to build an outside set
1: <laughs> he could have been on the beach drinking some drinking a bottle of tequila
0: or, <laughs> like, or, you know, what would have actually been a cool, interesting tie in uh, is if he's at the, the, the program from the very first episode of TNG encounter at Farpoint mm-hmm. that they call back to later in this episode, yeah. that might've been interesting Yeah, to actually use that.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah, the first thing that that's the thing, like, yeah, the first thing, like a lot of these like new character like the characters always go to, like they always immediately go to the drink. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, and that's
0: another thing about this program is like when people aren't feeling good, they drink, which yeah. is a very American habit yeah, and a very bad habit. Yeah. And it's like, you know, on in in the federal in Starfleet, where every ship is assigned at least one professional head counselor. I feel like that shit shouldn't really be happening quite as much.
1: Yeah, I, that's a, that's one thing like and especially in, like in TNG and stuff it always seemed like the characters had like like deeper inner worlds and like mm-hmm. and and like had like cr- better coping mechanisms than, you know, a lot of people do now. like right. and so that would make sense like I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, like, it wouldn't be as cool, but yeah, like as he said, like if, if he went to the Like a nice nature, serene nature scene to collect his thoughts. Yeah,
0: and he's just like walking around. Yeah, like, like like some, you know, something that's
1: peaceful and allows him to just reflect on things. Instead, it's like time to go to the bar and throw back some drinks.
0: Yeah, which (laughs) the same bar that's been on, I believe, every single episode of the series. Every single episode. This is the most consistent. This location has had more screen time, I think, than the bridge of the USS Titan A.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep yeah i mean it's like yeah and yeah just like just anything literally anything they could just film in the woods if they just Mm -hmm. they could just go to the woods and film for fucking free there's no need to fucking keep going to the stand bar so so
0: because (laughs) they insist on doing this i'm going to have to go ahead and uh i'm going to refer to this from now on is tgi forwards Because it looks like a fucking TGI Friday's. One of the newer updated ones. It's a little bit nicer. Actually, you know what? It kind of looks like a Ruby Tuesday's because those are the slightly nicer TGI Friday's.
1: And and, and Ruby Tuesday's have a little bit of darkness to them. Yeah, definitely. They're kind of like the you know they're kind of like the uh like uh tgi fridays with a little bit of edge on it
0: yeah yeah Yeah, like the tgi fridays were uh instead of like smoking weed out back the line cooks are like smoking like uh spice or bath salts or something
1: because that's that's the thing like a a tgi Fridays going out on a friday Mm-hmm. That's pretty normal. That's right. That's what. That's what. That's what. Like the normos do. Yeah. Ruby Tuesdays. If you're getting fucking blackout drunk on a Tuesday? a Tuesday, like oh, you are. <laughs> you need, you need, Like there's a little bit of darkness in you. I have a little sadness. And
0: oh man, well, how about this? How about this? Let's fucking prank a couple restaurants, uh, for for the next like year. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Tuesday, let's go into the same TGI Fridays, <laughs> and every Friday, let's go into the same Ruby Tuesdays Tuesdays,
1: <laughs> yeah. They're like, "What are you doing here? You should be at a at a Fridays right now. What are you doing here?"
0: And I'll be like, "Yeah, get it."
1: <laughs> get it.
0: Though
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't seen a Ruby Tuesdays in forever. Yeah, I haven't either. I wonder if they even still exist.
0: Uh, so I'm sure they do. They're, yeah, they're, they're a mall restaurant. Oh yeah, like a walking mall restaurant. Yeah, it's
1: like, and I feel like malls are basically extinct now. <laughs>
0: Thank God. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the malls needed to die.
0: Um. Anyway, so. Uh, we're in uh, TGI forwards now and uh, Jack sees Picard um, and he says uh, pour one out for my old man landlord. <laughs> that's that's how he's referring to the bartender. Uh, did we see the bartender? I couldn't. even No, see. no. It, like He's talking to nobody. They didn't even no, buy- no, there, there's a bartender oh, there. There's... We just like see their back. Though. Uh, okay. So there, there's I think there's a bartender there. But so <clears throat> Jack explains he's celebrating the fact that he is not crazy He's just broken, and the way he sees it, he can either wallow in self-pity or be like a Japanese teacup, which can be put back together with molten gold, or in Jack's case, bourbon. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's going to help you. Bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Well, and uh, what's, that, what's that process called? It's got can't, I can't remember yeah it's the, the the meaning is yeah it's like you oh, oh yeah it yeah. back and it's more it's more, more valuable more yeah. yeah more valuable than before mm-hmm.
0: but okay good for him <laughs> uh so uh picard thinks jack should take this more seriously but jack says he's taking it deadly serious and quite get possibly it. dead <laughs> 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 okay um
1: Oh, and uh, by the way, I just looked. There's no fucking Ruby Tuesdays on the
0: West Coast. Son of a bitch.
1: The closest is South Dakota. Wow. Well... But they're all on the East
0: Coast. I guess I know where we're moving. (laughs) Black Hills of South Dakota. Uh, Gonna go to a Ruby Tuesdays. Gonna jerk off in the bathroom. Gonna... Choke myself while I do it. Accidentally pass out. Have the waitstaff find me.
1: Call the waitstaff mom. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them that you're my real family.
0: <laughs>
1: Watch them avert their eyes and then, in uh, shame.
0: Try to fuck my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm a real sister. The one from Ruby Tuesdays. Who's <laughs> just the hostess. And I don't think she actually likes me. <laughs> um...
1: You got a restraining order on me. Cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know the best art comes from life. It's true. uh So Jack asks how Jean Luc survived dealing with it, and Picard points out that he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that that's reassuring, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dad. Um having had his, his body replaced with a positronic one, but says he lived with the syndrome for decades. And Jack has plenty more years ahead of him. Yeah, like Picard lived to like ninety.
1: I know. It's like
0: He uh, had a full life. And yeah, maybe now the the fucking life expectancy is like hundred and thirty, but like ninety's yeah. fine.
1: He was taken out in the prime of his life, ninety eight years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: like, come on
1: yeah it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense like why he's considering this a death sentence it's like bro you obviously can live a fine life without it like yeah yeah it finally succumbed picard when he was like already like a wandering skeleton mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, it right? doesn't matter
0: so he says Jack has plenty more years ahead of him. Uh, Jack laments that it was unfortunate Picard wasn't as good as passing on genetics as he is wisdom. Oh, got which is him. A stupid line. Uh, he says his mother had tried to protect him from becoming collateral damage in Picard's life, but he finds it ironic that he was probably doomed before he was even born. Well, he's like I was doomed from the moment you came in my mom <laughs> under that waterfall. <laughs>
1: that's so fun that's such a funny place to be banging under a waterfall like, it's so un- weird right underneath it just getting like the and like he's like oh my
0: god especially like when you can make a waterfall on the holodeck that's not like filled with dirt and maybe animals and <laughs> shit yeah. like fucking in the wild is like not all is cracked out up to be like uh, tents are fine mm-hmm. and like you know maybe like a quickie against a tree or something but like
1: Get a yeast infection.
0: Uh, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of, like, wood sex and stuff, and it, it, it all kind of sucks, you mm-hmm. know? It all kind of sucks. It all sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Beds are so much more comfortable and fun, and then you can, like, cuddle afterwards. You can't cuddle in the fucking woods.
1: No. Unless it's for warmth or hiding from predators. Exactly. Yeah. That's what
0: I'm saying. <laughs> so if you're going for a hiding from predators because you're cold, fuck. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe then. Yeah. yeah that's, that's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> So, make sure it's consensual. Um, He, um... Jack drinks his bourbon and leaves. Justice Seven of Nine calls Picard on the comms, saying that they have arrived. They, them have arrived. They, yeah, So, Worf and Raffi uh, beam aboard the Titan, greeted in the transporter room by Picard, Riker, Beverly, and Seven. Worf formally asks permission to come aboard, and Picard happily grants it saying it has been too long picard has no authority on this ship I know. Yeah. zero authority
1: it is it is funny like yeah shaw is basically just like
0: shaw's just been cucked out of his position in this episode which yeah. is weird to me
1: yeah like shaw is a, yeah completely he's, is shaw even there
0: yeah no shaw's here shaw yeah. is like in part no, but
1: of, like when Worf arrives no he's not yeah that's what, and so like he's not even like checking down who's even coming on board his ship anymore
0: right and he's the one who <laughs> can give permission i guess seven can too but like picard has no authority no. on the ship, <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah,
1: they just kind of they did a whole thing where they're talking about how fucked up it was, uh, resting control of the, of the Titan from Shaw. Last few episodes, and mm. now they're just like, yeah, no, it's fine now. Yeah, you
0: can you can still call orders. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. whatever no, 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 no cares. So, Worf replies, "It has been eleven years, five months, and four days, minus Picard's infrequent messages and his annual bottle of sour mead." Picard's like sour mead and uh Riker knows that he's talking about Chateau Picard which Worf thinks is quite tart Mm -hmm. at this point is there anybody who actually likes Chateau Picard doesn't look like it I don't think I've ever seen a person in Star Trek drink Chateau Picard who isn't named Picard Mm -hmm. and like enjoy it yeah it's like him and his brother like it that's it
1: it also Worf's wrong it's not mead meads meads uh Meads a honey
0: but yeah but he's he doesn't know he doesn't know any better he doesn't know the difference between grapes and honey no he he only grew up on earth (laughs) with a russian jewish family uh and you know jews hate honey let me tell you jews hate no jews fucking love honey. (laughs) Jews put honey in
1: everything Uh, maybe that's why he thinks the wine is mead because that's probably what he drank a lot
0: Oh, yeah, because Jews don't drink wine.
1: <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I'm just trying to figure out why he called it mead. I'm like...
0: Bad writing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he knows... It's funny, too, because, like, it it clearly says, like, wine on the label, and, like, he knows what wine is because Klingons have what? Blood, blood wine. wine. <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah, about?
1: But I do hear, like, blood wine's supposed to be very sweet. It is, it is. And so, like, I, that kind of makes sense why he doesn't like... Um, you know, red wine because red mm. wine's not sweet. Yeah, and so yeah, like because yeah, Klingons all have a sweet tooth.
0: They do, but at the same time, they also have an earth tooth. They like earthy tasting things, which uh, is why they eat goch.
1: Yeah, just a bunch of worms.
0: And well, I'm, I'm talking about girl cock.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh gawk. Gok. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They do, they do eat lots of goch. Hell yeah, we love that. <laughs> I know that's why that's why uh, that's Worf why that has was... a picture of Jadzia in his room. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, my gosh, <laughs> my queen, my gosh, my
0: gosh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, I want to say, I think Magog or I want to say that's evil in Klingon. It might hmm. be the word evil. Yeah. It could be yeah. um,
1: magach. <laughs> oh, does that mean they're anti-trans? No. Oh yeah, no. yeah, not yeah. Obviously, no, they like <laughs>
0: they they would love a woman with a penis mm-hmm. who could beat them up. Yeah, I can say, I mean, there would be nothing more or, or
1: if is a prime example of that a hundred percent yeah <laughs>
0: 100%. so um uh no one likes chateau picard uh it's only you know what's it's good for mm. is christening ships yeah but they they seriously treat it's no
1: drinking it's just exploding in space
0: yeah like they, they seriously treat chateau picard like it's cold duck or ripple yeah like it's a punchline drink <laughs> yeah. It's like Mad Dog 2020. I want to see
1: I want to see a scene later on when like they're under heavy fire. And like um, the engineers are wondering what to uh, put into the put into the the, um, the reactor to, to help it, and they just pour some Chateau Picard. <laughs> we need something that's as str- this that's as strong as antifreeze or something. <laughs> and am like, oh, I have the Chateau Picard, and just dump it in. And it goes,
0: "How, how <laughs> about the sour mead?"
1: <laughs> you see the reactor, it <laughs> starts glowing healthy again. They're like, it's doing it. That horrible wine is doing it. <laughs>
0: The uh, the the Titan just starts flying the French colors <laughs> yeah. like it's a master and commander yeah.
1: <laughs> and they're like they, they all start sh- they all start celebrating like it, we all we're all saved because the Chateau Picard he's like Picard's like what
0: really like yeah <laughs> I'd save the day again okay so. <clears throat> Uh, though she knows Worf is not a hugger, and Riker points this out. Beverly hugs Worf anyway. Glad to see him.
2: Yeah.
0: Raffi tells Picard that Worf engages in meditation now, and Worf confirms this, saying that the most advantageous battle stance is to be within oneself, earning an incredulous reaction from Riker. What he meant is he figured out a way to stick his dick in his asshole. hmm To be within oneself.
1: Yeah. or Oriorbos. Or yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> um... So this was a, a,
1: a dick eating its own butt. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> this was a, uh, this line sucked. Um, uh, it was just like very thrown in there. Like, Raffi's like, Worf meditates now. Like he's, he's your fucking mom. Like Raffi only just met Worf. Yeah. She has and, no
1: idea what Worf was like.
0: Yeah. Has no idea what Worf was like. And also has no idea really what the relationship was between Worf and the other crew members.
1: Also, I feel Worf, meditation was always a part of his practice like even he did tai chi he taught yeah. a tai
0: chi class yeah and
1: even and then there's like and also another and then some episodes he was like actually just like at an altar like mm-hmm. focus you know kind of just like thinking deeply at his altar yeah. and shit like he's clearly he's always been meditating yeah doing doing like the tai chi type thing that takes a little, s- serious amount of like focus and concentration mm-hmm. meditation so. yeah
0: so yeah i didn't i didn't love that i feel like this whole like pacifist wharf thing fucking sucks yeah. because passive? how
1: is he really pacifist he kind of got his head off he's
0: literally he's far more violent than he was ever before yeah, I know. He, he has a higher body count in this season of Picard than I think he does in the entirety of both series he was in Yeah, and he was in fucking what like 280 episodes yeah, of Star Trek?
1: Yeah, he's in the most Star Trek episodes ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah he, yeah, he recrossed the threshold because uh, fucking, I want to say Cole Meany was for a little while, mm. but then like you know, he recrossed the threshold. So mm-hmm. it was crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah like and he, that's why I think it like he, when he snapped uh, one of the Wayans' necks mm-hmm. in DS9, you know, that was like, you know, crazy because it's like, you know, it was funny yeah. and obviously you don't just see him just like straight up just like murder a person yeah. like that. <laughs>
0: but he's a uh, he's, he's a pacifist he's a murder dwarf now
1: yeah like stabbing people through the heart from from behind
0: mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> like like what happened to picard
1: yeah exactly i yeah, just stabs. he just stabs some random dudes mm-hmm. who like he, he doesn't even try to like de-escalate the situation he's just like i'm gonna murder every single person except like this one guy i need to talk and then, yeah, and then, yeah and, then, sh- and
0: then we're gonna threaten execution until we get the information mm-hmm. out
1: of yeah him. shot the changeling
0: Yep, shot the Changeling wall while, while they were sick and fleeing. <laughs> yeah, it was a so so they extrajudicially captured a guy right that they didn't know for certain was guilty. Yeah, and then he's he's in a chair and Rafi's like, "Hey, seems like you're having drug withdrawals. I bet you would like these drugs." So one, she's trying to force him into drug withdrawals as a form of torture to get information. Yeah, and then Worf was like. No, I don't think so. They figure out it's a changeling that's sick because they've been a win away from the Great Link too long. The changeling, also I think
1: because like it needed to return, because like they can only hold a form for so long before they have to return to liquid.
0: Right. And, and, and
1: I always thought like when they have to return to that liquid form is kind of like them sleeping, in a way. Yeah. Like but I felt like they were kind of like passive at that point.
0: Yeah. And also apparently, I think the longer they're away from the Great Link, the less time they can hold a form without having to revert to liquid. Oh yeah yeah. And so and so this thing that is like both sick and scared and they don't know for certain if it is an enemy combatant turns into liquid and Worf shoots it and Instantly. it dematerializes yeah. <laughs> they they not so e- even shock it literally executing an unconvicted prisoner yeah that's exactly what that was yeah you
1: didn't even try to stun it cuz like you you would think like he would have even more pertinent information or important information that like, they could extract later mm-hmm. they so they don't even try to like bring him in there's like mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, pacifist Worf doesn't make sense to me because like he has done nothing that that makes it seem like he's a pacifist except he's, like, meditating.
0: And that's the thing is, (laughs) the only reason they're writing this in is probably on, like, the ninth episode or something. He's going to figure something out. He's going to save the day by being a pacifist. Oh, yeah. And it's... Uh, once they do that, I'm going to take <laughs> off three points from that episode from my final <laughs> score just because I fucking hate the idea There's also another thing that I know they're gonna do in episode 9 or 10 here mm-hmm. that I'm gonna take off a full five points and I'll get to it when I get to it right, because right. I I I see I see them telegraphing this from from far away mm-hmm. and I hate it so much <laughs> I, I kind of like the setup mm-hmm. But if they do the end point that I'm thinking they're doing I'm gonna kill somebody <laughs> Probably myself.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just going to come in. There's going to be a bunch of bullet holes in your, in your uh, screen, yeah. in your in your uh, in your viewing screen. I'm like, oh, what happened? Uh, oh, Picard. Well, Picard. Yeah. Yep,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was Picard. Uh, yeah, I, but you know what? They're they're going to do it because you know what they have
2: hmm. sheer fucking yeah.
0: hubris. They certainly do. They do. They do. They do be having that hubris. So, um. Raffi greets her ex mm-hmm. seven, asking if she is all right. Not X seven like the uh, the vehicle that BMW makes.
1: Mm. The ex x girlfriend x "Yeah, there you go."
0: Uh, asking if she is all right. Seven replies that they that she is alive at least. Uh, I,
1: also, I gotta say I like this interaction because it just shows like that that they have just sort of like this like mature handling of of relationships because mm-hmm. you think like, you know, in, in season two, yeah. like this situation would have been handled. Like, how are you doing? Oh, so some of you care how I'm doing <laughs> type thing. And right, it right. would have been handled. Like they're just being really shitty to each other. And said that seems like they're just like, kind of just have, you know, they like a still respect for one another.
0: So one thing I like about the season, no, I don't think I do like about it. Everyone's just accepted that Rafi is a fucking fuck up. <laughs> Mm. And she's terrible, and so everyone kind of treats her with more like pity than anything. Mm. Like her, her ex husband treats her with pity. Worf treats her with pity. Mm-hmm. Fucking Seven treats her with pity. Seven even gave her her fucking uh her the Arita. Oh, she's yeah. so fucking pitiful. She's so sorry for for Raffi. Wants her to go get away from her. <laughs> like and so like I kind of get that because like the way they set Raffi up f- was pathetic and mm-hmm. stupid and like. Very, very post-scarcity, really. It's yeah. like, Raffi, when it introduced her on the first season, like, she has drug problems, she quits Starfleet because her mentor quit, mm-hmm. Uh and she also, like, has problems because, like, she has land on Earth, but it's like a trailer in the desert, mm-hmm. which is, like... We're in a post-scarcity time. If you want to move and have a place that'll be fulfilling, you can do that. They'll yeah. resettle you. Yeah. That's what the Federation and Starfleet does. Or
1: maybe she wants to live out in the desert.
0: But she seems unhappy about it. Yeah. That's the problem. It's like, I don't understand like what her <laughs> motives are, what she actually wants out of life. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it, she, it seems like, yeah, she wants like a purpose or meaning or something, but yeah. like her is inconsistent.
1: Yeah. She is like one of the hardest to tie down. Cause like, you know, especially with like all the TNG characters, you know, mm-hmm what their motivations are and stuff like that and it's like her it's just like okay she's always miserable and pissed off yeah and like um, but
0: but she's a strong woman yeah and then yeah and just she's a strong black woman and like i get that i get like i i love having a strong black woman character mm -hmm. and things like black women are incredible my my new psychiatrist is a black woman And, uh, she doesn't let me get away with shit. I love it. I love it. She calls me out on everything. It's wonderful. But like, just, just automatically making the black woman, the one who's dealing with a drug problem and nobody else in star Trek ever really, (laughs)
1: I mean yeah we didn't have a uh, I mean there I mean drug drug use has been like or drug abuse uh has been referenced in TNG but it's like
0: Right and you also have it in DS9 with Ketracel White but mm-hmm. no humans do that. And also yeah. yeah in TNG they say that's a problem of the past.
1: Yeah and and and, 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 and like that episode that's the one with a uh, David in it. Like uh where they're but it's like not, it's not but yeah that's it's a thing that right, these problems are never like federation problems they're right. they're, they're the problems of other planets that mm-hmm. That we can like uh, have that aesthetic distance to like not make it about ourselves, but it's like an alien race, and it's right. like have like that sort of like distance where we can like look at the situation objectively without any sort of prejudice. And
0: right, and and in that too, you can set up some kind of allegory that makes sense in that world and yeah. isn't just a direct. it's not even allegory like when it's just a problem that we have today and it's the same problem it's not any different when you just call the drug like you know now it's a fucking tamarian blue it's like okay but like weed (laughs) like are you going to show the effects of it or whatever and they did briefly with like splinter or whatever but i don't think that did anything different than like salvia
2: does yeah
0: (laughs) Uh, so i don't know like yeah, I feel like they're not doing anything with it. They're not really expanding the universe. They're just ma- trying to make a character maybe more sympathetic, but it just makes me hate the writing more. Yeah. That's the only thing it achieves and it makes me go, why do they still fucking have these problems? And like, why don't they actually address the systemic causes of these problems mm-hmm. and talk about it that way instead of it just being a Rafi problem? Yeah. Cause it's not a drug problem with a society that they, need to fix in some way and it's not a post scarcity thing with society that they need to fix in some way it's a raffy problem yeah and it's, even
1: still like even though like, in the big drug that you see everyone do on star trek you mm-hmm. know alcohol yeah like no there's no no alcoholic characters
0: which is weird yeah it was <laughs> super weird they just somehow fixed alcoholism
1: i guess so like I, <laughs> apparently because like they, it doesn't seem like alcoholism ev- actually really affects
0: anyone yeah no one's ever super drunk on star trek which is weird no
1: no like there's like maybe like a couple times you know like especially if they're drinking blood wine or something where they wake up with headaches yeah and like they wake up hungover but it's not like it's not like they're like it's affecting their job or their livelihood yeah, or like anything else.
0: poly water affects people yeah. like alcohol does sometimes but mm-hmm. alcohol never does no yeah, don't love that. Yeah. A- anyway, <laughs> Raffi talks to Seven. Uh, Raffi and Worf uh, had a difficult time tracking the Titan down, which gave them time to process the idea that Picard and Beverly are now parents, which Worf inquires about curtly. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I guess it was fine.
1: He's like, I hate kids. Mm-hmm. How's Alexander? Who? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alexander the, Gr- the the Greek guy macedonian uh, yeah
1: alexander alexander he's <laughs> your son nice oh that guy yeah, are you talking
0: yeah. about a star son <laughs> i don't
1: wait which son is named alexander
0: <laughs> what system is that in what
1: system yes i don't know i never heard of that before
0: um so uh, wharf then turns his attention to business telling picard that they have to ensure ro lauren did not die in vain to protect both starfleet and her kin and that they have much to report which is a weird way to start out a sentence Mm -hmm. like whatever but i guess he's about honor and whatever i guess that works so as the titan goes to warp the crew meets in the conference room with captain shaw so captain shaw's here just to give a couple one-liners yeah uh, Worf explains that the changelings have reemerged as a threat during the Dominion War. He explains they had used deception and might against the Federation, and Starfleet retaliated with a morphogenic virus. And he says. There are scars and shame on both sides, which is a very funny way to see uh, war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> clear war crimes on both sides. Yeah. Multiple war crimes. Probably, I'd say, half a dozen to a dozen on each side.
1: Yeah. It was a very dirty
0: war. Literally, O'Brien does a clear war crime. There's an entire episode about yeah. it. Fucking Cisco does. Three war crimes I can think of off the top <laughs> yeah. of my head: two towards the Dominion, mm-hmm. one towards, towards the Maquis. Towards the Maquis, yeah. yeah. There's like there's so many war crimes going on there. It's yeah, lots of war crimes. But that's that's what's interesting about DS Nine is the war crimes. They make you think and go like, shit. Would I do a war crime like that?
1: Yeah, considering yeah, like because how what a huge threat the Changelings were, and like, yeah, they it's like it's hard to get an advantage on on. Especially since like the changelings usually didn't really engage themselves in like the, a lot of the battles, they just used, like the shock troops. Right, right. And the gem hadar. Yeah, yeah. So That's like so, bring. they could just endlessly produce gem hadar because like because uh, like, they mature with it. What two days? Yeah, something so, like that. So like they were able the gorn to, pretty much. Yeah, they were able to just like endlessly produce gem hadar like and stay unscathed throughout the war. So hard to get any 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 uh, win any ground on that. Indeed.
0: So Starfleet had also provided the cure to the Great Link, he explains. But Shaw points out that it had also weaponized a number of zealots as well. I almost wish they would have spent more time on this, Mm because this is actually like something that keeps happening over and over and over in history. Yeah. And honestly, it would have been fucking amazing if they would have been like, yeah, uh, it's a but doing so you know radicalized a ton of people just like in past earth history with uh with (laughs) al-qaeda and the azov battalion yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah
1: it's like no no don't say it don't say it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah they would never let anything that was critical of ukraine ever ever happen on star trek that'd be amazing though that would be um so with time a factor, no leads, Worf and Raffi believe they have to return to the scene of the crime, Daystrom Station, where Starfleet keeps its experimental weapons technology and alien contraband off the books. A few months earlier, Vatik had broken into the station and stolen a number of classified weapons, including the portal weapon. But Raffi and Worf speculate that the portal's use at the uh, recruiting center on Motless Prime was meant to cover the theft of something else. Shaw thinks it obvious that the weapon they took is even more deadly than the portal weapon. Mm. So I need to ask a question here. Mm. Why? Why? Why uh, did they steal the portal weapon at all? If they're covering up something bigger, Starfleet knows what they stole, first and foremost. Yeah. But because they used the portal weapon and killed a bunch of Starfleet people, They now have a giant target on their back and they're actually wanted for a crime whereas if they just stole the weapons they'd be wanted for stealing the weapons but not killing a couple hundred people you know
1: yeah like i i feel that just like creates even more incentive to capture them
0: yeah exactly this is like
1: like, and whereas before if they had just stolen you know the cargo mm -hmm. what they needed um and maybe also, like, would have, I think, I mean, they kind of, I guess, kind of did that, where I think they gave someone else the portal weapon. Then, wasn't it technically, like, that Vulcan guy that did the did the, did the the 911
0: I don't, uh, the Romulan guy? Yeah, or uh, the, so, Vulcan guy. Uh, the Vulcan guy. The
1: Vulcan crime lord. He I, was, I, like, he, he was awful.
0: No, I think he's the one who, like, ended up, so he- but he stole he, it was, for them. He was the patsy. Yeah, he was the patsy. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the one that Snead deal, dealt it to. But then I think he was, he was supposed to be the patsy cause Vedic and the yeah. changelings actually have the weapon. Yeah, cause
1: it, 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 but it is interesting. Like they're able to just like see through their prop, their ruse almost instantly. It's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So they're not doing very good here. No. So. <laughs> um, yeah, super. And, and also like, you know, like all of the changelings really fucked up kind of all at once, you know, every, every element here like revealed itself pretty easily. Mm mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think it's because, like, the intelligence agents are so good. Yeah. I think all of the criminals are incredibly incompetent. Yeah. Because they have ideas like Utopia needs crime. Yeah. (laughs) Which doesn't make any fucking sense. No. No. So, uh, a few months earlier, Vedic had broken into the station, stolen a number of classified weapons, all of that. Uh, Shaw thinks it's obvious the weapon they took is even more deadly than the portal weapon. Um, Why do they have this? I have no idea. They could have stolen the portal weapon... And the thing they're covering up, they could they could have just not stolen the portal weapon. Could have stolen the thing they're covering up and just used it on Frontier Day, and no one would be expecting it because there wasn't just a nine eleven that happened on Motless Prime.
1: Yeah, because it seems like no one has noticed that the thing the thing is missing.
0: It's like like the reason like no terrorist attacks happened after nine eleven is because we got insane mm-hmm. after nine yeah. eleven and became a security state, yeah. which is what would happen after that shit with Motless
1: Prime and plus like supposedly daystrom institute is so heavily guarded mm-hmm. um uh but somehow and so it seems like they were able to steal it in the first place like they could have easily like got in taken it and not alerted anybody because I mean they're changelings right they could have they could have taken the form of one of the security
0: guards they, they could have taken the form of a Starfleet Admiral and said hey uh, they need to research this weapon in deep space. We're going to take it from you or yeah. you know whatever. Because if they have the weapon there, someone has the authority to do something with it. Yeah. That's the thing about places you keep stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on.
1: Yeah, they could have easily killed an admiral, taken his place and then then taken Or just captured
0: him, anything.
1: Yeah, anything.
0: Like, they're like the changelings here are terminally terminally fucking stupid. Yeah,
1: it's obvious that like, these were none of the none of the good this smart changeling so. i mean that's
0: what happens when you get adam sandler to plan your criminal conspiracy you Yeah, know? he's got he's got popeyes on the mind you know yeah. they're just like
1: being too busy to, yeah wanting to, wanting to eat popeyes and too busy giggling and going goblin mode too mm-hmm. to really like just be like oh you know what maybe i should we should think this plan out like let's spend five more minutes thinking this plan out rather mm-hmm. than just like go in and steal a portal weapon and then put all put all a giant target on our backs <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And like the the covering up thing, like the doing a crime to cover up a bigger crime, that's not how anything works.
1: I mean, it is how all the Die Hard movies work.
0: It is, but it's like...
1: (laughs) Man, this is Die Hard.
0: Uh, yeah you didn't know that no i didn't yeah it's it's die hard fucking uh insurrection was die hard uh oh, yeah. first contact was die hard mm. uh nemesis is die hard yeah it's all die hard i mean the moment they start crawling through jeffrey's tube die <laughs> <hard>
1: <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah barefoot picard like mm-hmm. walking through glass oh yeah yippee motherfucker mm-hmm. yeah but yeah the the, the, uh, the bigger crime to hide the theft that's what that's what uh yeah, so that's the, that's yeah. The, ter-
0: the terrorist act to cover up the terror, the even bigger terrorist act. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like imagine, yeah, imagine if like fucking like nine eleven happened, and it was just to cover up a bigger nine eleven. No, <laughs> what are you? This is dumb. <laughs> you
1: know what they should have done with mm-hmm. like they should have had like the National Treasure movies tied in with nine eleven. Like he does the nine eleven to steal the, na- the Declaration of Independence. <laughs>
0: I mean, fucking. We're, I'm going to
1: steal the de- Declaration of Independence. They're like, oh, how are we going to do that? Just wait for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nick Cage Nick,
1: has. Did you see this? A, t- a plane just hit, the, hit one of the Twin Towers. Oh, interesting. We, we ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that must mean uh, Tower 7 is evacuating right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that's where the Security and Exchange Commission operates out of. <laughs> It'd be a shame if all of those files went missing. You know what? You know, the, the National th- Treasure was uh, the, the Securities and Exchange Commission all along. I
1: mean, 9-11 also, I guess, was kind of a diehard because because also all the, what, how many trillions of dollars went missing after 9-11? Several. Yeah, so it's just like that it was effective. It worked. And also, like, the Building 7 collapsed.
0: hmm Yeah. Yep.
1: Wow. Damn, they did a diehard.
0: They certainly did. <laughs> you know, over 2,000 people died hard on that <laughs> yeah, day. They did. <laughs> Okay, that was, that was <laughs> in poor taste.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, Ooh. Okay, I, I deserve that. I deserve <laughs> that. Okay, you can stop now. Okay, seriously.
1: Leave me alone.
0: So, uh, Seven points out that the only way to know for certain uh, is to check Daystrom's inventory. And Beverly adds that the copy that Rolorn gave them uh, was heavily redacted. She says the full manifest would be inside daystrom's vault starfleet security has had patrols every hour on the station since the break-in but the vault itself is protected by quote an astonishingly lethal ai system unquote to which wharf and raffi have acquired a key (laughs) okay there's um there's a lot wrong with the technology here but i'm just going to move on and say this is Maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Yeah. So however, they say if the key fails, instead of searching for one missing weapon, they will find themselves at the wrong end of many different weapons. (laughs) Great writing. (laughs) Uh, So Roe believes this weapon key to the entire conspiracy. And Picard also knows it is the only way they can clear their names and save Starfleet. So he asks for volunteers to go get it. Mm-hmm. Worf, Raffi, and Seven uh, volunteer and head to the transporter room, where Seven tries to reach out to Raffi. Seeing this, Worf says he has been in battle alongside lovers many times and is able to mention how therapeutic it can be when Seven says she is not going which was kind of funny yeah uh yeah she's like uh, i'm not going he's like oh thank i am relieved
1: i'm relieved i've been practicing deception (laughs) yes uh yeah he uh, he
0: says he's been practicing deceit and that uh breakups on his home world rarely end without bloodshed uh which i don't want to know
1: yeah you kind of see that that sounds like
0: domestic violence to me that's
1: how that's how uh, klingon divorces work remember like Grilka has to punch um, work in the face Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and so like that's how you know in order to get divorced you have to get punched in the
0: face that's pretty cool
1: yeah Mm -hmm. I wonder if that is I wonder if that is also is like uh, like uh, keeps people from getting divorced they don't want to get punched
0: some people are into that. That's yeah, true. true. Some people have maybe a divorcing fetish at that point. <laughs> yeah. you divorce me, baby. Divorce me as hard it's as you want. It's the fourth time you've been married this week. <laughs> I gotta get it off. <laughs> I can't come anymore unless I'm getting married. <laughs> uh, or divorced. Um, so, Worf is relieved, admitting he was being deceitful. Uh, Riker then enters, having volunteered to join the team. Uh, seven reports that they have come out of Warp as close as they can to beam them into daystrom without alerting starfleet so they look at Rosentel and uh, found they have a workaround for the station's transporter inhibitors but they will have to beam them in and out uh before the manual patrols come along
1: why does it why don't they just have shields around it you think like like if no one's going in or out Mm -hmm. have a shield around it
0: yeah and transport inhibitors
1: yeah and then yeah, just they just have transport inhibitors, but if like they just if they just had a shield around the Daystrom Institute, no one could beam in, right? <laughs> and like and if because if, uh, you think like a place that has like you know Section Thirty One secrets and like the most mm-hmm. experimental, dangerous technology there is, have fucking because that would make sense. Also, why only a changeling could have gotten in?
0: Yeah, so because like so a changeling. I'm, well, it it doesn't make sense on a couple levels because yeah, if they don't have shields around it. Of course like the only thing preventing people from transporting in is a transport inhibitor mm. but anyone could blow it up at any time <laughs> yeah. it's an unguarded space station
1: It would have made sense is also if they had, had stolen the portal weapon
0: to blow it up afterwards yeah, blow it blow the whole up station at, that would have made so
1: much more that sense That would have covered their trail completely a
0: hundred percent they because, wouldn't like, have known what's stolen yeah, they, Jesus they cause, Christ! Cause like, you're right? Oh my God! I'm sorry. I, I just took off a full point from this episode because the changelings are the dumbest motherfucking villains of all time. Yeah, because like obviously, they didn't think out any of this shit.
1: Also, it's it's insane. Like the fact that the portal weapon that obviously came from the Daystrom Institute was used, mm-hmm. and there's not round-the-clock physical security. Right?
0: It just got robbed a week ago. <laughs> yeah. And, and and because of that they're like, Well now we have manual patrols
1: once an hour. Once an hour? Once an hour? It's very convenient for like, oh there's just enough time for like a covert team of people to infiltrate it and then do and then do something yeah, and then get out.
0: And I, I like how they have manual patrols and like we'll get into it. So Yeah. As they materialize inside the station, the station's AI conducts a security scan requiring that they identify themselves. Worf plugs Kryn's key into the system just as the computer threatens to use lethal force if the Dastrom visitors do not identify themselves. After a tense moment, the key succeeds, granting them access to the station. But outside, their troubles are just beginning. Two Federation starships drop out of Worf, managing to have located the Titan. So okay a lot's going on here mm-hmm. at this moment the two starfleet fucking uh vessels that are are pursuing them did not contact daystrom and been like hey someone we're after just warped here you might check your security
1: yeah we just had uh, uh so this guy uh we're suspecting like we're you know we're all we're all cards like enemy number one mm-hmm. there's a portal weapon used Mm-hmm. that was stolen from daystrom institute like uh now this public enemy number one is at the daystrom institute
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe we should have some people go immediately go into the daystrom Institute. no they have, they
0: have they have they have hourly manual patrols yeah. it's
1: like oh we could go in but we can't do the patrol yet it hasn't been 59 minutes
0: <laughs> yeah the, the guy, <laughs> guy's looking at his watch he's like not yet my captain told me not yet it's <laughs> only been a minute we can't go in for,
1: for another we can't go in for another hour oh my god. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they they have a refractory period on manual patrols. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the deal, man.
1: Yeah, they're drinking Gatorade and stuff.
0: Just Just taking some uh, Rhino Triple XL sixty (laughs) nine.
1: Yeah, just taking those rhinos.
0: Like,
1: like I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. (laughs) We need more gas station boner pills. (laughs) We need more gas station boner
0: pills. Um, get the penis pump <laughs> so Shaw orders the Titan into red alert uh, and tries to have the team beamed back up but Lieutenant Mura says that he can't get a lock the ships have activated transport inhibitors to block any rescue from the station okay so the ships that just beamed in have put on transport inhibitors but they haven't alerted days from station that they might have people who beamed on? Okay, I get that. Yeah, okay. yeah. sorry. Yeah, okay.
1: start- this episode is starting to seem really
0: stupid. I know. <laughs> and see, here's why I hate. Like, I mean, I don't. I, don't hate, I, I like doing this podcast, yeah. but like, actually reviewing the episode like with someone else is almost like going to therapy about something. Mm-hmm. And you know how sometimes you're in therapy, you'll be saying something and be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and like finally get the meaning of something that happened in your life. Mm. This is like that, except like finally I'm understanding like how poorly this is constructed and how a lot of things don't really make sense mm-hmm. once you think about them. And that's the thing. I was highly entertained by this episode. It wasn't and, gonna entertain and so an episode. I'm giving a few things a pass and I'm going to give it a higher rating than I probably should because much like Star Trek first contact, it's not a great movie, but it's a fun, good movie. Yeah. And you know, that makes it for a lot of its there mistakes. Were, there were
1: a lot of fun moments in this
0: episode. There were some fun moments for certain, but at the same time, like when actually going through the continuity and the um, uh, the philosophy, the politics, and the sense of the episode, sometimes it's disappointing because you realize that perhaps maybe only one person wrote this and then had a script editor go through it and then they're like, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not a thing. Because that's one nice thing about like a good writer's room, and like uh, Ronald D. Moore talks about this a lot. How like later TNG and DS9, when Iris Stephen Bear took over, had the best writers' rooms because there was never a script that was written by one person. Yeah, there was a script that was written by one person, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the writer room writers' room looked at it mm-hmm. and they punched it up. They talked about continuity. They talked about how things work together, and that's why like the final three seasons of DS9 are the best Trek that will ever be. Yeah, is because it all makes sense in that Mm -hmm. way because like it had so many eyes looking at it whereas Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of this is just like you know um, they have a big general outline of the whole thing and Terry Metalis is like "All right, you get to write this chapter Mm -hmm. and here's what's going to happen in this chapter and it all just kind of one thing I did like about this is this is this episode had the most callbacks by far mm-hmm. to the first two seasons of Picard.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: It actually like addressed Picard being positronic mm-hmm. and actually dealt with it in a way that was more than a passing line. Mm-hmm. And so big credit to the writer on this one yeah. for that. And actually big credit to the writer on this one for making the most sense out of something that I don't think makes sense.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. And just basically having to put makeup on a turd. Like, just being like, all right, yeah. I got this turd, I got to do something Lipstick on a pig. But yeah, pi- you know
0: what? Pigs are beautiful.
1: Yeah, pigs are beautiful. Pigs they're
0: are real. beautiful. They yeah. don't need lipstick. No. No, they're beautiful without them.
1: They're, they're just fine the way they are.
0: Yeah, we love <laughs> pigs, baby. Pigs are like the cutest animal, right?
1: Yeah, they're pretty cute.
0: Like, if they weren't so stinky, I'd love a pe- pet pig. Yeah. They're stinky, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, they they're reek. stinky. And also, they get huge
0: they do and (laughs) yeah like uh the the dwarf pig or whatever Mm -hmm. people say that's not a real thing no (laughs) no those those don't exist like that's just a pig that hasn't grown yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because that's a a because they stay like baby size for like three years or something yeah and then they just like hog out
0: yeah it's super funny because there are like a lot of stories online of people buying like pygmy pigs or kune kune yeah like 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 pigs that they think are just like small pigs but then like a year or two later they become you know two hundred pounds and they, yeah. they're like what the fuck am i gonna do with this giant pig
1: yeah and they're smart too there are they're really which smart is, they're really which is ter- which makes a hor- which makes a terrifying combination of like a super smart uh 300 pound fucking thing that just live inside your house god i hope that pigs take- shits like a fucking
0: <laughs> i hope pigs take over someday they're yeah. better than us yeah they're better than us
1: yeah they could just eat us all Why not? i hope so yeah just uh, let my body be eaten by hogs no god please I, no, mean, they, I mean they kind of are because that's the big threat like the 30 to 50 feral hogs oh yeah yeah like so i mean like the hogs are already taking over mm-hmm. <laughs> oh did you see that movie uh fuck it's like that. oh movie. fuck that's an uh, interesting title um it's like the weird uh comedy that takes place in italy it has like the girl uh, uh delicatessen no it's it's a recent one Amal- it, has, yeah. it has like uh god damn it
0: I it, don't, don't don't know. No. It's, okay. it's
1: good, but it has a feral hog section. Oh, we
0: lo- love a feral hog. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, Sydney LaForge recognizes the two ships that just uh, beamed, beamed up to them as echelon-class starships, and they have traceable payloads. If they hit the Titan with their weapons, they could track the ship as they fled. Spoken like a true LaForge. Uh, Picard commends her before saying that they have to run before their pursuers realize who is inside Daystrom which is weird that they haven't figured anything out. <laughs> yeah. Very dumb very dumb crews on both of these pursuant ships. Yeah. Doesn't make me feel good.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> what you just have to be like okay that's the episodes written alright fine.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, LaForge warns that short of being invisible, they won't be able to come back until the other ships cannot track them. Real Chekhov's gun right here.
1: Yeah, kind of a little bit of foreshadowing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Picard appraises Riker of the situation, but adds that he has an idea before telling LaForge to set a course to Athen Prime. Uh, LaForge doesn't think that's a good idea, but Worf adds that Starfleet security will patrol the area in less than an hour. Picard promises that... They will be back by then. The two ships uh, pursuing them lock weapons and Shaw gives the order to withdraw a maximum warp just as they fire. The away team now on their own inside Daystrom Institute explores Daystrom's weapons vault.
1: Key, keyword alone. Alone. No one, no one bothers to check.
0: No, no. It's, <laughs> and it's super weird that the computer is like, welcome visitors, announce yourself before you are terminated. And no one in security was given that alert as well. Nobody. Yeah, you think a like, week after they got their most like their craziest weapons stolen
1: now, like even now you can get alert when something's delivered to your door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that instantly appears on your fucking phone. Straight
0: up DoorDash has better security <laughs> yeah. than, than the fucking Daystrom Institute. Yeah,
1: yeah, we have. We also, like, you can tie. You know, if you have security cameras, the security cameras immediately alert you whenever, like, they have motion sensors that Mm -hmm. alert you if something comes across it, and it'll come to your phone and give you a picture, give you a live stream of what's happening at your fucking camera.
0: Straight up, they have they have more (laughs) advanced teledildonics than the security (laughs) system. I've I've seen butt plug apps that are that are like more responsive than this. Yeah,
1: you can control butt plugs with your phone from Mm -hmm. like from like from across the country. Why not?
0: From across the universe. From across (laughs)
1: the universe. Yeah, you can just be like, uh,
0: butt plug Uh, vibrate. space butt plug functions
1: and so and someone in um and uh in fucking uh japan Mm -hmm. (laughs) just being like
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 it's germany germany it's germany
1: yeah (laughs) maybe funny just like hack a hack a butt plug and then just be like
0: (laughs) (laughs) when they said hack the planet in hackers that's what they were talking about
1: yeah hack the butt plug hack the butts,
0: hack the asshole (laughs) um
1: the guy that cheated at that chess game (laughs) someone should have hacked his butt plug
0: that would have been cool unfortunately that wasn't true that was fake i want to believe yeah me too um so uh among the items contained uh within section oh so uh the away team is uh now exploring daystrom's weapons vault which wharf explains as being the repository for section 31's more nefarious weapons and technology among the items contained are a uh thaleron generator a Gen, uh, something that says Genesis Device 2. So apparently they made a second Genesis device because they didn't learn their fucking lesson the first time. When maybe
1: it, this planet won't explode.
0: Yeah, may, maybe like two lead villains in two movies in a row won't try to weaponize this and kill everybody. <laughs> yeah
1: sure why not
0: like it happened twice in a row <laughs> they're dumb <laughs> like come on uh they also have a uh, a borg vincolum there which uh if you might remember is like the core of a borg mm-hmm. ship it's basically like the the processor and the the core the power core of a mm-hmm. borg ship which is super interesting they also have interestingly enough the body of captain james t kirk
1: which is interesting.
0: Which is weird, is what it is. Yeah,
1: because that would that would imply that because you you end generations thinking like, Picard just never told anybody, right? He just left his body on that planet and then never told a soul, because,
0: because like that yeah. would
1: that would like that would have some sort of you know like change, you know what happened? I guess, but I guess he must have told somebody. Then why even bury him on the planet? Why not be like be okay? uh one to beam up one body to beam up as well
0: yeah there's a lot i don't understand about this and also i mean more than anything why do you need this old man's body there's nothing special about james t kirk's body that we know of that was ever mentioned anywhere (laughs) james t kirk is just a regular guy from iowa yeah that's it there's nothing. He was never made into a Borg. No, he was like. I mean, there's there's nothing special or interesting about his body that isn't like true about basically every other crew member on the Enterprise.
1: Exactly, and that's and that, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, the fact that the traditional burial for Star Trek fleet officers is to shoot, shoot them you in out into
0: space. space. Yeah,
1: like, and so like that that would be the same for the captain as much as it would be for an ensign, mm-hmm. and um yeah the fact that they're keeping kirk for some reason other than like oh he's the kirk guy we all know from the series
0: <laughs> which is like why yeah why kirk i mean and that, that's that's the point he ha- where he has
1: he has, he has a uh, hair piece we haven't been able to explain <laughs> with technology where he got it or where it came from mm-hmm. no idea yeah, it's, yeah yeah what what what
0: so th- this is the point where i was just oh, like okay there's too too many member berries yeah a lot of member berries too, too many member berries here like I, I liked most of them up to this point but that one i was just like don't do that mm. maybe they'll explain it i doubt it all i doubt they'll explain it in a way that's fulfilling at all no. no
1: no no like i mean i don't think they're gonna explain it at all i think it's just gonna be like Whoa, member kirk and his body's in daystrom institute and then there just never going to reference it again
0: yeah and they just <laughs> like why did they go to viridian 3 to get his body like i don't know there's too many questions here it's super yeah. weird
1: yeah why didn't they take his body initially when like they beamed up picard like why did he have to bury him in stones
0: <laughs> i don't know so we're well
1: then again what, well does that is does that imply though because like there is Mm. supposedly uh, uh, Shatner did write a book where he was resurrected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The return or something like yeah,
1: that. So maybe is that, is that using that as Canon?
0: God, I hope not.
1: It must be. Cause like, remember, cause like the Borg brought, brought uh, Shatner back in that book. Right. So that could mean,
0: God, I hope not.
1: That's probably why uh, that, that must mean it's Canon now.
0: They can't, they, they have, they haven't canonized anything beta. <laughs> yeah. I really doubt they'd start with this. Yeah. I think it was just something dumb that they did for a yeah. member So Worf, is, uh, Worf goes up to a window and something comes out at him. Um, and it's a genetically modified triple.
1: With which a sh- big throbbing anus. Yeah,
0: with a big throbbing anus and a big old big old teethy mouth mm-hmm. butthole. Um, uh, it scares Worf. And Riker jokes about the mighty Klingon and the even mightier attack triple. But Worf is not amused, seeing that Riker still finds comfort in humor, especially... The humor in others' discomfort, and everyone likes some shooting for Yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, Riker is surprised that Worf is so serious and uh, says he Why used to. So <laughs> Why so serious? Why <laughs> so
2: serious? we're living in a
1: society!
0: Um, but. Uh, so, uh, Riker is surprised that Worf is so serious and says he used to poke back, but he really didn't. Like, Worf was always just funny because he was so curt and serious about Mm -hmm. everything, and that's it. He never really used to poke back too much. Oh, yeah. Maybe on DS9 a little bit, but not on TNG. No. Uh, But anyway, Rafi directs them back to the mission at hand and getting out alive. The station's AI suddenly, on a camera, detects Riker's speech patterns and identifies him, preparing security measures. Um... Okay, but this AI didn't tell anyone physical on the station that these people were here.
1: No, it didn't send a message to literally anybody. Like, and how far away are the physical guards? Like, are they... Are,
0: it's, it's, so it's one rotation an hour because that's how big the place is. The place is about three miles circular and they only have two guards. So they walk around...
1: Three miles an hour is pretty fast.
0: Three miles an hour is not pretty fast to walk.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's very slow. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: And now that's, that's about a regular pace for most people. Three miles an hour. Wait, no. Walking. Yeah. I, I walk at about four miles an hour and I walk super fast. So I can cover a mile in like 15 minutes. Most people do it in about 20.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're no. right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And then Ryan, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 20, 20 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: It's cool. I, I, I walk a lot. So yeah. I, I'm good at walking math. Uh, <laughs>
1: so, they're just like, so they're just like walking really fast, like throughout the halls and
0: well it's it's one hour so there's there's three miles worth of hallways and only two guards that's so stupid no i'm just making this up no matter what their guards are dumb and this is a dumb rotation but but i kind of got
1: the sense that like oh that the the security guards are off off base somewhere
0: why would they be yeah that wouldn't make any sense
1: yeah, like are they are they not monitoring like fucking like uh video feeds?
0: Yeah, exactly. They have security cameras everywhere here, but apparently only the AI is is guarding it and they they trust the AI with this even though one week earlier two weapons got stolen
1: and didn't didn't notify what the other thing was stolen was.
0: Nobody knows. Not even not even fucking Ro Lauren knew and but she the
1: was AI does. So what? Why? What was? Why? Why not tell anybody?
0: Because they needed to wait till episode six.
1: Needed to tell the right people.
0: <sighs> so,
1: yeah, that don't make no sense.
0: As they make their way through the corridors, a holographic crow flies past them, startling them. <laughs> Uh, and they actually use a real crow for this. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh Riker thinks there is something familiar about this crow before Worf calls out that he has found the mainframe. We love hacking in the mainframe, don't we, folks? Hacking the mainframe. So as he prepares to access it, a note from a violin can be heard over the comms. And it's actually like a a a, a note run. So it's doo yeah. I'm like that's not just one note, but yeah. um, Riker yeah, identifies. Yeah, Riker identifies the ending note as F sharp, which I think is right. A further burst of music sounds as the lights suddenly go out. Uh oh! And like, there's nothing on the station that's like lights are suddenly out in this hallway. Nothing like the AI is the only thing paying attention mm-hmm. to the security of the station. And let's be very clear. The AI they have in charge of the security of the station failed miserably a week ago <laughs> and got a bunch of weapons stolen
1: I feel like at, at, again like since like since like like obviously like uh, the AI was breached mm-hmm. they would have taken the AI down immediately and just put nothing but physical guards there right. But that would make sense, yeah. And I, I think I think that thing is like we're we're being too logical.
0: And also <laughs> with, with, with like yeah, they put nothing but physical guards there. But the physical guards they would put in there would be the changeling infiltrators or something. Like oh
1: yeah, uh, that would actually also be another great way for the for the changelings to gain access to this thing to steal what they actually just wanted.
0: pretend they're part of Section Thirty One.
1: Like, like have have a sort of uh ha- like compromise the AI. Mm-hmm. To necessitate a reason for a bunch of uh, physical guards to be wandering the halls. Yeah. And then that's way you get a fucking changeling, man, to steal the thing that they really want.
0: Yeah, they could have done this so much better. But then they wouldn't have had the uh, cameo that they needed. And <laughs> yeah. Member berries. Member So a further burst of music sounds and the lights go out. When the emergency lights kick in, they are confronted by a man in a 19th century formal outfit complete with a top hat. And Riker is astonished and recognizes him and goes, Professor Moriarty. Bum, 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 bum. bum, bum. Greetings, old friends. Sorry. Greetings, old friends, Moriarty says politely. And he pulls a pistol out from his coat and (laughs) aims it at them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it
1: it's like greeting old friends. He reaches into his cloak and pulls out his dick. <laughs> <laughs> you want to look at this? Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look
0: at <laughs> it. Look at I can make it as big as I want. I'm a hologram. I'm a hologram, man. <laughs> big dick hologram, man. How big do you like it, Riker? <laughs> um, so the Titan arrives at Athen Prime, home to the Fleet Museum, and it's immediately member berries. This is the most member buried shit I've ever seen. But i thought it was all right you know what it's it's member berries in the same way that like star trek the motion picture used a lot of it and Mm. stuff it's fine so the old earth space dock has been moved here to act as the last resting space uh for legendary starships which i guess makes sense Mm. shaw orders laforge to find a place among the relics to be a quote needle in the haystack the station suddenly hails them and though uh laforge is clearly hesitant shaw has it put up on the screen. Picard is very glad to see the caller, none more than Commodore Geordi LaForge. <laughs> That's right. He joined with uh, Lionel Richie and his band <laughs> to reform the Commodores. Oh, hell yeah. He, she's a brick <laughs> Um No, so he's, he's attained the rank of Commodore, mm. which I think is right above commander and right below captain it's something they don't Mm -hmm. talk about very much and i think for a while they actually like got rid of the rank Mm -hmm. but it's one of those higher ranking things that
1: yeah Yeah, he also seems like he's basically in kind of like semi-retirement just kind of like
0: yeah he's he's running a museum which makes sense like as an engineer because he's probably like you know has to do the and the maintenance engineering on these yeah. things. Cause you know, even though they're starships, they still probably have to be kept in general working order, mm. not like leaking shit and whatever. So yeah, yeah. so um Jordy beams uh sorry. Um the station hails them and it's Geordie LaForge. Uh but Geordie does not appear happy to see everyone there, telling Picard to power down non-essential systems immediately. Bom, bom. Jordy beams aboard, along with his daughter, Alondra, who's played by his real life daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he admits that in the nanosecond he sent in, uh, spent in the transporter beam, he debated the virtues of a curt professional handshake or an uncomfortable but long overdue hug before electing to give Beverly the latter. I don't. I don't think you think in the nanosecond being no. in the transporter beam. You're being reconstructed. I don't like I, that yeah, at I all.
1: I think he's just being silly.
0: Yeah, I think so. So, uh, Jordy then gives Kurt greetings to Picard and Sydney As Picard prepares to introduce him to Jack, his son, Jordi interrupts, saying he is in the middle of his third memo to Starfleet, protesting having all of the fleet in one location for Frontier Day. Further, uh, which is like, I don't know, it's, it's way too much of a... Stupid thing,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I wonder if they're gonna exploit this at all, yeah. So, that's again like something like, okay, there's a terror, there's a potential terrorist threat to happen on Frontier Day, mm-hmm. maybe we should hold off on celebrations, maybe we shouldn't have all the ships in one place right now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- and also,
0: like, having all the ships in one place, like, they should have learned a long time ago that's a bad fucking idea, they should have learned that, uh, you know, and I think, like, what, uh. 2386 when the events of Prodigy happened yeah or no I think that's 23 like 89 so that's like 10 12 years ago at Mm. this point which is like come on come on now come on now so uh, further all of the thousands of people who uh, who visit the museum daily sooner or later someone he says will point out that one ship here doesn't belong and Jordy is adamant that they need to talk and quickly leaves. Alondra greets her sister, uh, Crash, who calls their father Impossible. Impossible. Like the Impossible Burger. Yeah, Yeah, he's not made out of meat anymore. (laughs) Just like Picard is an impossible Picard now, because he's not made out of meat. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So Alondra promises to do what she can. Can you eat a positronic man?
1: I mean, you could eat his ass. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: so Jack sarcastically notes that uh, the warm and cuddly greeting um, and Sydney admits she has not been on the best of terms with her father. Something Jack sees that they have in common. Whoa, little, little
1: romance brewing. Yeah. Hey, we both hate our dads. What's up? <laughs> we both hate our dads.
0: Want a bang? Hell yeah. I mean, that's pretty easy way to get laid at the goth club i'm not gonna lie yeah, <laughs> hey we have daddy issues <laughs> wait cool wait a minute. men think, suck i think everyone
1: has has mommy and daddy issues here <laughs> everyone starts raising their hand Hell like, yeah. time for a goth orgy
0: that's what we love about the goth club folks yeah. <laughs> Drama. Um, So, on learning that Jack is Picard's son, Jordy is not entirely surprised that his old captain has managed to turn fatherhood into an intergalactic incident, which I thought was a pretty good line. Uh, Picard tries to explain that not only is Starfleet after them, but changelings are as well, and tells him that Worf and Riker are stuck on Daystrom Station doesn't mention seven uh picard asks for geordie's help to clone the titan transponder signal to lure their pursuers from daystrom station
1: also and then i realized Mm -hmm. there was zero concern over geordie being a changeling
0: Mm, yeah that's that's very true
1: and you think like geordie would be one of the prime people to be replaced by a changeling considering
0: literally what vatic says at the beginning of the episode like find anyone who cares about him or who would come for him mm-hmm. like yeah
1: and as he said like that that is a potential target considering it has all the old vintage ships all in one place
0: that's a great point
1: and so like having a changeling in that position mm-hmm. be very advantageous
0: yes just advantage. saying
1: just saying but maybe that'll maybe that'll That'll come up, but there was no, but they had zero. They didn't even think about questioning whether or not he's a changeling.
0: That's a very good point. I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I think they're like, well, Sydney's gonna know. Sydney's Sydney's the daughter,
1: and that would also make sense. Like he's
0: estranged. <laughs> so
1: that would make sense. His behavior, like just like going past Sydney, because because he, he doesn't want to reveal himself.
0: Right. Right. Interesting.
1: Yeah. This is thought.
0: (sighs) You're not wrong. So, um, Jordy is not happy to see his old friends pulled into the situation as well and explains that even if he were willing, he couldn't condone a transporter or couldn't clone a transporter signal without randomized Starfleet security codes. He then has Alondra explain the biggest problem. Every ship in Starfleet is now fully integrated, able to talk with one another. Once again, did you not learn your motherfucking lesson after the events of Prodigy? If you ever get a fucking construct again, it will immediately take over all of Starfleet, you dumb motherfuckers.
1: They ain't thinking. Nope.
0: Um, Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. nope. Uh, So the Titan... uh, So what could... Uh, the titan is now a beacon and will only be a matter of time before they get close enough to track the beacon picard realizes that this was how the two echelons had found them in the first place at daystrom station the search for the team continues the starships uss sternbach and uss cole continuing their sweeps we ain't found shit <laughs> oh no that was combing. sorry combing, not sweeping
1: mm-hmm. Comb the desert
0: mm-hmm uh, Raffi wonders what a 19th century hollow villain is doing defending a 25th century black site. Moriarty retorts that villain does not do justice to his complexity and only reveals her simplicity, which is a very Moriarty thing to say, yeah. I guess. Uh, Riker remarks that at least somebody is consistent. Moriarty opens fire, his old style pistol having live rounds. Live rounds.
1: Well, I think yeah, I think it's since he's like a holograph hologram.
0: Live rounds. Yeah. While the team's phasers pass through his holographic form, so a further musical notes uh, blares, and Riker realizes that uh, this is not the same self-aware Moriarty he encountered on the USS Enterprise D decades before the one we last left off on. Off on which, I guess that makes sense, uh, especially since didn't someone put him in a computer chip
1: yeah he, he, he was just kind of living on um living the, uh, him and his girlfriend were just like hanging out and exploring what they thought was the universe was actually just an endless holog, uh, hologram
0: that's right that's right Just
1: endless program
0: cool i guess yeah it sounds like a nightmare <laughs> yeah it does but i mean at the same time we could be in a, a simulation we'd never know yeah that's true i mean and guess what it is a nightmare
1: elon musk is a big believer in the simulation yeah he thinks everyone's put on Earth to uh, entertain him.
0: I can't believe that. <laughs> I'd like to entertain him uh, Moriarty style with some live rounds. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you're just gonna wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna wake up in a bunch of goo, yeah. <laughs> like in the Matrix. Goo, don't you want to get the
1: goo? But then you'll be poor because actually you're the hologram, and like uh, you're actually just a poor guy playing a playing a video game.
0: But but in the but think about it this way elon in the land of the blind the one eyed man is king you'll <laughs> be king baby wake up and go wake up and go. bang <laughs> um so Riker is able to identify the musical notes as they come while moriarty calls them solvable puzzles mocking their unguarded expression their visible scars such pathetic old warriors he sneers couple more notes sound, and Riker asks if he is trying to play some kind of song for them. Moriarty confirms this, calling it a maddening melody and a saccharine song that he cannot seem to get out of his head. <laughs> Riker then hears a portion, and he recognizes this song. And it is guess what? Pop goes the weasel.
1: I do like how it's like Riker that solves this because he's the musician.
0: And also he, like this, goes back to an event that happened with yeah. him and Data you know, so mm-hmm. in the holodeck, whatever. So, um, he Riker recalls hearing it on the holodeck the first time he came aboard the Enterprise D. Riker whistles the last notes of the song. Uh, Mori smiles, calling it marvelous, as his projection vanishes and the door to the mainframe opens. Worf asks how he knew it would work, and Riker recalls he had shared that tune with another dear friend ages ago, one who had also dreamt of crows and sought to thwart Moriarty with the intellect of Sherlock Holmes. Somebody, he says, who couldn't whistle worth a
2: damn.
0: (laughs) He also recalls finishing the song the same way on the holodeck for Data decades before, who had also called it marvelous mm. as they enter the mainframe they see another soon type android who is the station's security ai wow. soon <laughs> um oh boy we got brent spiner back folks yeah i mean we he knew can't he, was coming. he can't stay away he can't no he's like hey uh you should kill me off here and then like the second like he sees uh, like a like a, an LA number on his cell phone he picks up because he <laughs> knows they're calling for data again
1: yeah, yeah I mean he, he can't stop it
0: he ain't getting any calls from master of disguise part two folks no
1: <laughs> nope no yeah not none, none for the Pinocchio movie where he was also like a one of those Pinocchio movies he was like a Oh, was he in a Pinocchio movie? Yeah, I think with uh, Jim Carrey and um, oh. not Jim Carrey, Drew Carey. Oh no! And oh, um, right. Julie Louise Dreyfus. You're
0: totally right. I have yeah. that one on my server. Oh, do you? I have all the shitty Hell Pinocchios is, yeah. on my server. Apparently, that one's supposed to be bad. The worst one by far is supposed to be, um, God, what was the guy? Uh, Roberto Beninis. No. He's actually he's actually made two of them. In the first one, he plays Pinocchio, and then twenty years later, he made a film called Geppetto, in which he plays Geppetto, which is amazing. <laughs> like what kind of like Roberto Benigni is is fascinating to me because he makes Life is Beautiful, th- mm-hmm. which is just a, an amazing film. Mm-hmm. It like it, it's one of the best independent films ever made. Mm-hmm. Wins every single fucking possible award for it, mm-hmm. and then after that. Does dog shit and two Pinocchio films, (laughs) both of which are supposed to be the worst Pinocchio films.
1: I might watch those tonight. Why not?
0: Yeah, why not, dude? I mean, you don't (laughs) smoke weed, so I could give you a lot of reasons why not. But like, (laughs) like you're not high for for one.
1: I'll just be raw dog in reality. Yeah, just just be like, oh my god, good luck with that dog. This is killing me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Enjoy that. (laughs) I mean, life is beautiful.
1: Yeah. No.
0: No. Um. Uh. Mm. so <laughs> <laughs> jordy makes it clear that he wants uh, back on the um i think they're still on the titan here jordy makes it clear he wants to help his old captain crew but he has a lot at stake uh in the best case scenario he says he faces a court martial and at worst a compromised starfleet will put his family at risk and so it's weird that he doesn't want to help because, like, no matter what, the compromise Starfleet is going to put his family at risk. Yeah. And basically, if he fails here, his family's probably all going to get killed.
1: Yeah. I mean, already uh, Crash is in danger.
0: Yeah, right? So, I, like, yeah, they've already tried to kill one of his kids. But he's <laughs> like, I can't help you because they might try to kill one of my kids. Too late, buddy. That's Too a- fucking late.
1: That is funny about, like, the changeling, though, that that took also, like, uh, Sydney's form. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't try to kill. It doesn't kill anybody first. Like it, like it did all with the transporter chief, but you think like,
0: that's true. Yeah. Why didn't, cause she walked into the room and tried to convince both Shaw and seven. She, she was someone, di- you know, mm-hmm. she was, she, she was, she could just murked them right then and there. That would have been it. Yeah. Would have taken two big problems, two big s- solution solvers out of the equation. Apparently, Shaw was the only one on the ship who could have actually done that repair because he was an old grease monkey or whatever, right? Yeah. If they would have come in blasting, shot Shaw in seven, boom. Basically, they're caught right there. Yeah. Vatik's mission is complete. These villains are so fucking incompetent. Yeah. It's very frustrating to me. Very frustrating. Very frustrating to me. Cause i love a good villain i love a yeah. good mustache twirling villain with interesting motives and stuff like that mm-hmm. but so far we haven't gotten a motive we haven't gotten a competent villain doing something competently yeah we've just got like a lot of a lot more questions so whatever so um Alondra mentions something in hangar bay 12 Ooh. Um, possibly I know too much hang a bay B12 I know too much <laughs> uh, so but Geordie retorts that this is uh, always life or death which he felt fine with when he did so willingly with his own life under Picard's command but now he believes P- Picard has put Sydney in grave danger a charge that Picard denies uh, defending her choice to join Starfleet an exasperated Alondra leaves, apologetically reminding Sydney about their father's stubbornness. <laughs> Why on earth would you ever work with your dad? That yeah. sounds like a prison sentence.
1: It does. I mean, I worked with my mom when I was a kid, like, at her bakery, and it mm-hmm. was a nightmare. I bet. It was, like, one of the, it's, like, one of the things that truly crushed my soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Like, yeah, just getting yelled at while, while making a bunch of uh, uh, sandwiches.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, what are you what are you gonna do? Quit your family? Yeah, I could
1: yeah. I, I end up I end up I ended I up quitting and I worked for another bakery.
0: Yeah, and essentially you did kinda end up quitting your family too. So good good yeah. good job. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Thank good you. Good job. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where it leads. But you know, but you know, I, I, I can see Jordy being a good dad. So I, I Yeah,
0: absolutely. And he seems like a good dad. I mean, like like LeVar Burton in general seems like he'd be like the best dad, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's just such a chill motherfucker. So it's,
1: it's, if you have a normal dad, I can see like working for him. I guess, <laughs> I guess,
0: but Jordy, as we have seen from TNG, ain't
1: normal. Now nah, he's a little weird. It's surprising mm-hmm. that he busted into, into a woman twice
0: that we know. I mean, they could be adopted.
1: They could be adopted. Yeah, Just because right.
0: they're the same color as him doesn't mean they're not. Damn. They're I never, yeah. I never mm-hmm.
1: considered they could have been adopted. We
0: haven't seen his wife. We don't even he, know. He does, he does
1: reference He's like, tell mom, we're going to be late for dinner.
0: Uh, well, yeah, mom is a program. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, mom, mom, mom's a sentient flashlight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mom is what he calls the replicator.
1: There's <laughs> just a floating fleshlight with a with a spoon stuck inside of it, like, <laughs> stirring, stirring some food in a skillet. <laughs> <It's>
0: like, <laughs> the spoon is a Rick and Morty crackspoon. It's <laughs>
1: a yeah, so Rick and Morty crack spoon It's like, okay, dear, I'll wait. I'll
0: put the stuff on hold until you're home. Uh, t- tell the story of Rick and Morty. Uh, coke spoon
1: oh yeah like uh facebook one time um uh last year actually last year uh advertised a uh rick and morty coke spoon to me love it facebook did it was on facebook it was like some facebook ad it was just like buy this and it was it's clearly like it's a it was a small little spoon that says wubba lubba dub dub
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, god i hate that so much
1: it's, it's it's it was like the most fascinating thing i've ever seen uh, advertised to me on facebook
0: love that yeah love that. <laughs> all right so um jack exchanges a glance with sydney now before seating himself um in the captain's chair and seven's like nope but he sits there anyway because he's a dickhead
1: yeah a little bit dickhead
0: yeah she should have been like get the fuck off of my bridge now yeah yeah um he has no he has no respect for the for anything no fuck him so um he just uh, he says he just wants to try it out though they cycle through the ships in the museum, and uh, Seven has it on like a little thing, and I don't know. They're looking at them one by mm-hmm. one through the view screen, uh, and Jack is able to identify a few of them. Uh, they have the Defiant or a Defiant, um, the USS New Jersey, uh, which is uh, some kind of uh, Constitution class, mm-hmm. and then uh, one he says is his personal favorite. Guess what? USS Enterprise A.
1: Didn't that a. blow up though? A. the f-
0: did the Enterprise A blow up? It was the original Enterprise blew up, the NCC-1701, yeah. uh, and then they replaced it in uh, Star Trek, uh, what, four? No, uh, five, five with the A, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because uh, they had the HMS, the, the Klingon ship for four, and mm. then they got a new one five. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, so Jack Exchange is a, gl- uh, no, 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 already got that. So, um, didn't we get that? No. Yes, no. Okay, yeah, so. Um, he admires the Enterprise-A's clean retro lines, calling himself a Constitution-class man. Seven remarks on how knowledgeable he is for someone who didn't give a damn about Starfleet, but Jack says he has always been interested in starships, even before he knew about Picard. Uh, Seven then brings up another ship that Jack calls a beauty, but he hasn't seen before. And it starts playing the music. Plays the Voyager music. It's actually a really nice, it's a very member berry moment, but I was like, yeah, right. Because it's like Seven says something about it. She's like, one I'll never forget or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's where I was
0: reborn. Yeah, 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 that's what she says. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Then uh, why don't you call yourself (laughs) Hanson? Yeah, like... Yeah, reborn, but you still, uh, still identify with the exact same life as before. Interesting.
1: You think EMH is
0: still on that ship? Oh, hell yeah.
1: He's just like there and there's nobody on it. Or maybe he's like, he's the personal tour guide if anyone comes to go visit the that Voyager. That would be
0: so cool, dude. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I want an entire episode of Picard that's just them taking the tour of the Voyager.
1: Yeah. and And like. With, with, with Robert Picardo giving the giving the God. tour.
0: I mean, like straight up, Robert Picardo needs to be back on track. For real, yeah. Like like a lot of people are, oh, the seven's the best part of uh, fucking uh, Voyager. Wrong. No, completely wrong. wrong. wrong like you might say that just because Brandon Braga the showrunner dated her for four years while the program was on and so basically half of every single episode if not half of all the episodes are entirely seven centric yeah. so yeah maybe you're going to say seven's the best character because it focuses on her every episode and in if you wore way, a
1: skin tight catsuit where you could see the outline of her butthole.
0: exactly like yeah. In the, in the same way that yeah a lot of people think that Picard is the best character on TNG because you know half of the episodes are about picard mm. i get it yeah but it's like yeah uh, she's not just the best character though because she's the best character there's better characters on that show yeah namely emh baby emh emh um anyway and there's there's like meat on the bone there that they could have done with other characters but they just refused to write episodes about them because yeah they weren't seven episodes yeah. like Uh, I think the one they did most criminally I mean Chakotay they made just him a fucking asshole and a cop and also his yeah
1: and he seemed kind of bored and done with the whole show
0: no he did like Robert Beltran after like season two doesn't give a fuck yeah and it's obvious he's calling it in and it sucks
1: yeah and so they didn't really ever do anything interesting with him unfortunately Mm -hmm. because I thought that, that like you know he's you know like, that would have been a cool character like, like straight up like he doesn't have any sort of like he doesn't have too much conflict with being maquis and then also doing star starfleet
0: exactly and he needs to have more of that especially yeah. because he has the greatest claim of any maquis whereas mm-hmm. michael eddington was a colonist yeah uh fucking like the rubber tree peoples and um, uh, fucking Chicotes peoples had been on a Maquis planet for uh, generations mm-hmm. before the Maquis actually became a thing and it became the demilitarized zone Yeah, and the Cardassians started like harassing them and so in that way it made a really good analog to basically like American colonialism against Native Americans
2: mm-hmm.
0: or I'm sorry not na- uh, you know uh, white colonialism mm-hmm. against Native Americans mm-hmm. Um, But they never really explored it. And the way they tried to was shitty because they had a fucking Italian guy pretending to be Native American who was like their their cultural uh, liaison or whatever, telling them how to write the episode when he had no idea what he was talking about. No,
1: he's probably raised on a... On, on a uh, on a spaghetti western set,
0: well, probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, He's like, a spaghetti Indian. <laughs>
1: yeah, because they did use lots of uh, Italians as Native Americans. And they, I mean, the, the
0: the guy who was crying on the side of the highway. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you threw the trash, that guy's Italian. Yeah, Italian. Italiano. Goddamn Italians. Uh, I want to say the, the the lady who accepted the um, the Oscar for was Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I want to say she was not Native American either.
1: Yeah, it's unclear. Like, I did hear something about that recently. I was like, oh, it's fascinating.
0: Which makes me wonder. Did Native Americans ever exist? <laughs> yeah. It seems like nobody who says they're Native American is actually Native American. I think the most Native American person in the entire United States is Elizabeth Warren.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, just that's a joke. my childhood. My childhood friends' uh, mom was obsessed with Native American culture,
0: but she was so was like, my grandma.
1: Yeah, and this woman she was like a uh, blonde, blue-eyed, white lady, mm-hmm. and just like the entire house entire house was done up at native american stuff and she
0: so my grandma had a big thing about that too and uh so you know we, we did 23 and me recently mm-hmm. uh i want to guess i want you to guess the percentage of native american i am my grandma said uh she was an eighth and i am a sixteenth
1: i'm gonna guess zero uh
0: yeah zero yeah <laughs> zero point zero 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 percent yeah yeah zero yeah <laughs>
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Grandma. I think,
1: I think that became a story a lot, especially with a lot of older people that like um, every that everyone had like Native American blood, yeah, and like that like, oh they had some like cherokee princess oh yeah she
0: like after yeah i i I bet my grandma wasn't uh native american at all until she heard the share song uh (laughs) cherokee pride because she said we were cherokee Mm. which is weird because you know the cherokee were in the um mostly in like the southeast uh, southeastern united states Mm -hmm. until like the trail of tears yeah uh and like you know none of my family was from Either the southeastern United States or like where they eventually settled, mm. and my grandma's family wasn't from any of those places, and so it was like, so how how is she Cherokee? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> I I grew up my entire life thinking I was several different things that I'm definitely not. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah there was a thought there there was some like Jewish there, not none, none, none no? of it, no Native American, none of that. I'm just I'm just white. I'm yeah. predominantly white. It's like I'm mostly like French and shit. Yeah, which it's better than being mostly British, but still,
1: it's true. I think still. I got mostly Brit in mine. <sighs>
0: I'm sorry, buddy. I know. Yeah, you're, you 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 look pretty Scots Irish. Yeah, you look like you uh, should be poor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people that's why I have good calves because I came from a proud potato pulling people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah
0: that and like uh, climbing hills climbing hills doing sword fights yeah heading people fights. yeah you're from the the, the clan hoey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or sorry toey toey featuring toey <laughs> um so anyway um uh seven says uh that the voyagers are home and she says she had been reborn on it uh and the crew was her family Jack, she says, uh, she is now look. Or sorry, Jack sees she is now looking for another ship, noting how they were all looking for connection, um, but always just a little bit alone. Says uh, Seven, says stars in the same galaxy, but light years between us. Seven laughingly tells him he is truly his father's son, as Picard also has a knack for poetry drive-by observation which she, seem, uh, she sometimes finds annoying but can also make a person feel seen. I don't know whatever
1: I, don't know. I feel the only time he really did that was season one and two and Picard mm-hmm. always felt like him, Picard is a character and he was he,
0: never that poetic he was curt. yeah
1: he was very curt and blunt and you know especially but except for like when he did talk about like maybe like Shakespeare or some shit or something <laughs> like, you know some, something that it's not like referencing an author mm-hmm. like that what he would show like you know sort of like a poeticism but like mostly he was very just like just driven to do his job yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> So uh, Jack admits that being equal parts irritating and endearing isn't entirely unfamiliar. Seven then brings up another uh, ship, the HMS Bounty, which is a Klingon bird of prey we might remember Mm -hmm. from Star Trek IV, the one with whales, uh, that was pulled from the bottom of San Francisco Bay after, quote, the whole whale thing in 2286. The story goes that the searchers had a hard time finding it And uh, Jack realizes it was because the cloaking device had reactivated. Okay. Huge problem here. Um... Even when a, sh- a Klingon ship is cloaked, it still displaces matter. Yeah. And so all you'd have to do is see the big place where there's no water. There's no water. There's just a ship outline on the sea floor of San Francisco yeah, Bay. There would
1: be like a, sh- a ship outline in the ground.
0: Yeah. In the bottom of the bay. And you could be like, hey, that's where it is. It would not be hard to find. No. Unless you're dumb and don't know that a cloak doesn't actually make it disappear. <laughs> Materially, yeah. <laughs> I I honestly didn't even write that here. I just thought about that, and it makes me hate it so yeah. much.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, wait, they had trouble finding it. Like, yeah,
0: it doesn't like, make was, any sense, especially
1: in the future. Like, you think there would be all sorts of different things, like some sort of like sonar device like
0: i mean I, I i could get why yeah but I, I, yeah yeah because it does displace matter which is what sonar sees yeah. i mean and the only reason it works so well in space is because in space you're only sensing things with sensors so yeah. it's like it's like a stealth ship mm-hmm. you know it's it's yeah it's like yeah it disappears from view and everything but like it's still there mm-hmm. no matter what well i don't know, it's stupid. <laughs> um, and he says it was pulled from the bottom of San Francisco Bay after the whole whale thing in 2286. So the story goes that the searchers had a hard time finding it, and Jack realizes because the cloaking device. Which I, uh, yeah, it's a dumb way to get to the cloaking device of that thing. Yeah. So uh, inside Daystrom's mainframe, Riker realizes that the android uh, was not trying to harm them by invoking Moriarty's presence, but it was trying to communicate with them because it recognized them this seems like a shitty security system. Let's be honest. A, sh- a, a security system doesn't have emotions about the people that are invading.
1: Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, yeah, what if they, they never thought like, oh, what if someone that Data had a affection for end up going rogue and stealing from Daystrom from Institute? They just like, hope that it doesn't like this seems like something like you know especially like any sort of humanity at all for mm -hmm. like a security system that's completely just supposed to be objective Mm -hmm. and and who comes in Mm -hmm. like you know what if like someone comes in that data just like likes the cut of their jib (laughs) just like whereas or since he has such an affection for humanity doesn't want to
0: or someone disguised as a soon or something like that like yeah there's a lot of things here like uh I don't know. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 very dumb. So, I also wonder, um, why was Moriarty shooting live rounds from an old flintlock pistol inside an enclosed area? Does he not know how ricochet works? <laughs> because that would have probably killed everybody there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mor- Moriarty doesn't give a fuck.
0: No, he doesn't give a fuck. He's an <laughs> idiot. Um, god uh so raffi had thought that data had died twice and Riker says that he did but uh then he says uh brent spiner needed a paycheck (laughs) he needs to pay rent somehow lady come on yeah so we uh, need a
1: million people that look just like him all throughout (laughs) the universe
0: so Worf is adamant that it uh cannot be the same data as before uh, Rafi examines the records, seeing that this new android is somewhat of a hybrid, a synthetic with an android interface. Riker thinks it could be their data. Before his first death, Data had copied his entire being and memory into B four, which had been unrecoverable up to that point.
1: And that's what the other other spider shaped thing is, right? B four.
0: Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the head that's just there. Yeah. 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 Um Riker says with the synth ban now lifted, nothing is impossible. Uh, And after the death of Alton uh, Inigo Soong, uh, Starfleet co-opted most of his unfinished work, taking a particular interest in the new Android. And that was the one... Alton...
1: In season one, I think.
0: Okay. God, I can never... Because, yeah, Andrew was season two. But I thought Alton was the one on... Who was the one on Enterprise
1: uh
0: eric eric that's right okay mm-hmm. thank you yeah. um god another a name yeah it and a they, a it's an a eric. with an eric yeah i hate that mm-hmm. so um raffi finds a holographic message from this from soon in the records the doctor explains that before gifting his golem to picard he had intended mm-hmm. to live beyond his years i oh,
1: sorry The thing's jewish
0: um with calling him a golem yeah I don't see why not. Yeah, why not? It could be. I mean, Soon isn't a very Jewish name. No, it's not. You never know. So uh, he had intended to live beyond his years, becoming his own legacy. But in his last days, he recognized that this was not just poor humanity. It was poor science. So then why was it okay to put Picard in a new... Body to become his own legacy. Okay, okay. why is
1: it okay to put the synthetic in charge of 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 a security system? Also, (laughs) like supposedly a thinking, a thinking, feeling, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, and just make him a a security camera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good question. Another question: Picard never gave his consent to be revived, did he?
1: No. No, he didn't.
0: I mean, because I I imagine they don't have a a DNR, do not resuscitate, that that involves uh, having your consciousness put into a fucking robot.
1: Mm. Especially, like, a a 100-year-old man and just make him exactly 100 years old again. Yeah,
0: like, if someone was like, hey, do you want a new body? I'd be like yeah um here's
1: the specifications i just happen to have on me
0: and okay uh and it's literally just a navi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, i just jake sully's picture i just slide it across the table <laughs> and you want
1: a four foot dick <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, tail. <laughs> and
1: tail oh this is a really long tail no that's the penis that's the tail
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know me. Uh, so, um, so uh, Soong then says, evolution is not meant to be preservation. It's meant to be addition. What? No. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's trying to be philosophical here, uh, philosophical here but mm. I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. It's like, uh, I mean, evolution is is literally preservation like things evolve so they can better survive survive Mm -hmm. and better mate Mm -hmm. and so evolution is meant for preservation in addition is like just saying that all evolution is is like mutation
1: yeah adding something cool
0: yeah which Mm -hmm. is like that's not necessarily how it is like evolution is things changing to better suit the environment around it that's yeah. it
1: yeah that's like yeah darwin was able to see like the same species of bird mm-hmm. that was separated by uh, by uh on two different islands mm-hmm. but uh, years ago evolved in completely separate ways
0: and, and why he was able to uh predict that that uh that moth with a super long tongue mm-hmm. to get the the pollen out of a certain flower because he saw the flower and said there must be an insect to go with this flower mm-hmm. the, and the thing wasn't even uh uh discovered until after he died just mm. like that you know which yeah. is yeah it is definitely preservation soon i thought you were a brilliant scientist you're a dumb <laughs> fucking idiot or maybe the person writing this doesn't know much about science <laughs> yeah
1: this have some, yeah i mean it's a guy who's just like some dude just being like oh yeah okay i mean he's
0: he's you know, he's some dude who um, wrote several episodes of Picard season two and,
1: and the walking dead. Yes. So he's just, or was it the director?
0: That was the director. The writer did several episodes of 12 monkeys before this and a few other okay. things. So he comes from the Akiva Goldsmith side of the equation. I think. Uh. So does Shaw. We like Shaw. We love Although Shaw. not nearly enough Shaw in this episode.
1: No, he ta- he's starting to take a backseat. Like, it's starting I don't to, like that. He, they're just like, yeah, this is our mission now, so you can just
0: fuck mm, right off. No, nah, no, we need the Shaw show, baby. Yeah. need that Shaw show.
1: You know what? I'm hoping that we get a spinoff show, just like Shaw, Ooh. Jack, and Crash, and then maybe some other people. And
0: sleep. Shaw just goes around um, the galaxy st- with a big knife just stabbing a bunch of like baddies here's here's the title the shaw shank (laughs) redemption boom we got him we got him everybody got him we got him (laughs) put it on the board all right so um at the same time aboard the titan jordy explains uh that sydney has always been stubborn which he admits she likely inherited from him which is weird because jordy was never stubborn on tng jordy is so easygoing yeah uh He says he thinks uh, that a parent always wants to impart the best aspects of themselves onto their children. Picard, recently introduced to fatherhood himself, has learned that one is not always in control of what they pass on, strengths, weaknesses, and flaws alike. And it's it's weird to me that that Picard's like talking about fatherhood here. Like he knows what the fuck's going on when he literally just found out he was a father like 72 hours ago.
1: Maybe he read Bill Cosby's fatherhood in that
0: time. Good point. <laughs>
1: Very good point. He's just like, oh, I know that everything there is no about fatherhood. <laughs> yes. No. Uh,
0: hey, Seven, would you like something to drink? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this little thing I call Spanish fly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so soon um, back on uh, Daystrom soon goes on to explain to the away team that the new golem he wanted to create would have various aspects of the other soon type androids, including uh, B4, Lore, Lol, and a great deal of Data. This time with the wisdom and true human aesthetic of age, which is how they explain yeah. ol- I, old fat Data, which, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine actually with. fine with how they did it. Um, yeah because it wasn't like well he chose to they didn't do the Guinan where Guinan's like oh I wanted to look like shit (laughs) I know and that's that's incredible
1: that he's just making like androids that are just old as hell yeah
0: he's (laughs) He's just like I'm making
1: the oldest androids there are
0: he's like uh, working on his his crew is working on he's like whoa 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 what are you doing there well, I, I thought this is how balls looked. Not old man balls. They uh, got to go down to the flow, yeah. baby. He's,
1: he just, like, there's a little pad and he just takes the balls and just, like, drags them down.
0: <laughs> just. There's just a little slider and it's a uh, ball, like, floppy and sloppiness, and he takes the two sliders and puts them at max. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, they,
1: they got to be touching the knees at least. <laughs> need, need gray hairs, grayer hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Almost white. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's just a, but that is a departure from like typical like sci-fi androids where they're always depicted as being like very young and smooth, very young, smooth and efficient. And you know, we're just gonna make some old, doddering androids that are just like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that are just old as fuck and uh, have the droopiest balls.
0: So soon goes on to explain that he hopes that within the totality, something or someone will rise to be the best of his androids. However, the records indicate that soon died before he was able to finish the work and that the personalities within the Gollum are battling one another inside. Mm. Ooh boy. So Jordy thinks back to his days on the enterprise, uh, rushing into danger. He never feared for his life. Not like he does for Sydney. He wants to help, but he cannot do so uh, and protect his children at the same time, he says. So Picard returns to the bridge, saying that they are leaving. Geordi says he will not help them, and he has to respect his wishes. However, he tells Sidney that her father wants to speak to her first. So now we get to Geordi sitting in a room alone, and Sidney enters. And she, point blank, asks why he won't help them. He says, sit down, explaining that he and Picard have reached an agreement. She is to stay at the museum with him, and Picard will say for the record she was an unwilling participant in his action. Mm-hmm. Sydney protests, knowing this is not true, but Geordi tells her it's how it has to be. Sidney knows what's at stake here, having seen a corpse that looked just like her right in front of her and threw up for it. <laughs> Uh, Jordy insists it should be left to Starfleet, but she reminds him that she is Starfleet Mm. Uh, She had grown up listening to his adventures under Picard's command How they always stood up for what was right Jordy thinks that it was a different time, but Sydney says no it wasn't Thinking that it all stems from her not being like Alondra who became an engineer just like her father She says well Jordy could build ships she only wanted to fly them, and uh, she feels like he took that is her way of rejecting him. But she believes it brought them closer together, and then says, "You would believe in this if you believed in me." And this is actually a pretty good emotional scene. Like yeah. the acting here is good. Lavar Burton's a really great actor. She's mm-hmm. a pretty good actor, which yeah. I was like surprised with because I thought she was Lavar Burton's daughter. Yeah, she's not though. It's yeah. only the other one, Alondra, that's yeah, Lavar yeah. Burton's daughter. Which which makes sense because she's not nearly as good of an actor no
1: she's so, always in the background da- doodling on her pad yeah and it's just like she gets like maybe like one line and then they quickly cut away from her <laughs>
0: thank god <laughs> thank God. Um, so um <clears throat> uh sydney reminds him she is on uh sorry um Uh, Geordie stops her asking if she knows what he and Alondra felt when the Titan went missing and thought she was gone And now that they are on the run and Sydney is jeopardizing her life and career Sydney reminds him that she is on the run with her crew (laughs) When Geordie tells her they are not her family She hits back that they are her family because he had taught her That family is who you choose and I'm not scared to step up and help them. She adds you are damn that fucking mic drop right there yeah god damn hey dad you a fucking bitch that's (laughs) what she said bitch (laughs) (laughs) i want my baby back baby back baby back (laughs) yeah she fucking yeah Mm. Man feels like a, a totally emasculated him, which yeah. is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So she returns to the bridge and Picard and seven are considering their options. They're almost out of time. And Picard thinks they may have no choice but to return to from station and engage the two echelons um, to rescue their team and suggests meeting with Shaw to discuss a strategy.
1: Yeah. yeah they haven't included shaw at all in this discussion
0: no he's just been sitting there going what the fuck and yeah, that's he's it just,
1: he's just sitting like he's sitting like 20 feet away just being like i hope they include me in this discussion about the ship's fate yeah even me though as, he, the, as he, the captain yeah he's the captain <laughs> who
0: is in charge of this whole thing yeah he
1: also really didn't decide who went down to daystrom institute either
0: no straight up like picard is calling all of the shots in this episode yeah. and then that, that kind of put me off because i'm like So Riker relinquished control to Shaw and Shaw is once again, the captain of this vessel and Picard is like under threat of, of like court-martial. So maybe he shouldn't be the one giving orders because now all of them are completely complicit in taking Picard's orders. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think, well, I think they're also kind of all indicted because now they're like, now they're, seen as like oh it's like all of the Titan
0: members that maybe but I don't know so <clears throat> uh, after they leave um, Jack apolo- uh, Jack apologetically remarks on how he is partly responsible for this situation and by partly he should mean entirely <laughs> yeah. 100% uh, and he compliments Sydney on her ability to fly them rather wonderfully out of the messes he's made uh, this leads him to two questions first how well they know the daystrom institute and second oh sorry not the daystrom institute the uh the ship museum and second how they feel about a little minor larceny (laughs) um the laforge siblings exchange glances over this yeah next we go to raffi back on daystrom uh, who is wondering why Starfleet would install an insane AI to protect their deepest secrets?
1: That seems completely ineffective at its
0: completely job. ineffective. Well, is, his friend is there, yeah. So he can't, he can't. But also, he friend. didn't
1: notify when when the thing was stolen in the first place.
0: That's that's true.
1: And he knows, like spoiler, alert, he knows. Mm-hmm. didn't, didn't tell anybody.
0: No, <laughs> bad even, at his and, job. And no, and
1: no reason indicated on why he didn't tell anybody. Nope.
0: So, um, uh, Raffi wonders why Starfleet would install an AI system. Riker, uh, thinks it was because it is a one of a kind work of art, certainly more advanced than anything Starfleet could come up with. Uh, and it's a technology they don't understand.
1: So better just put.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like it. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's like a, um, I don't know, like a luggage tribe, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh. Like, finding a cell phone and putting that in charge of all their security. Like, if you don't understand it, like, the technology's beyond you. What are you doing?
1: And also, it has sentience and motivation. Also, not a... Not a and a, not, a
0: personality. Not, and it, it's three personalities fighting each other, one of which is evil. Is evil. <laughs> lore is evil. Like, if, if Lore wins, he's going to blow up the fucking station. Yeah,
1: Lore would... Like, you're just going to give Lore... Like they know who Lore is. There's lots of documentation on them. Yeah. So they were just going to give Lore the keys to the most experimental, dangerous technology the Federation has to offer.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, the thing you have to understand is uh, in Picard, uh, Starfleet is incompetent, completely yeah, incompetent. Like
1: they didn't bother to be to staff this, or like, hey, they're at the Eastern Institute. Maybe we should put some people down there to make sure that no one's stealing anything again. There's like, oh no, we got to give them the full hour. <laughs> yep and yeah so everyone just seemed really dumb and that's the reason why the fact that anything's happening at all is because everyone was so fucking bad and dumb at their job in the first place
0: yeah and it, it's it really sucks um twofold like the heroes they have in here are one of two things they're either completely incompetent mm-hmm. or they're uh torturous monsters yeah and that's not great to have your heroes in that position. No. I mean, they're like, the heroes are just as bad and just as dumb as the villains. Yeah. And unless you're doing a comedy, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. That reality sucks because you have no one to root for. Like, mm. I want to root for Starfleet, but they're so fucking dumb. They're so yeah. fucking dumb.
1: They're just like, yeah. There's like, you know, yeah, yeah, let's set them steal things, you know, oh, something was stolen. I'm sure there's nothing bad.
0: Damn, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yo, oh wait, a 911 just happened at our recruitment center. Um, should we do anything with security? Maybe like turn off the AI. Yeah, or...
1: that's the thing. Like it, that would the really AI like... that
0: failed a week ago. It failed a week ago. Yeah, would,
1: I feel that would be an admiral, like especially an admiral's like like pet project. Like oh, something was stolen from this from this thing. Mm-hmm. Like people got heads are got to roll, and, and now like, there has to be like a huge huge uh, overhaul of everything there. Just being like, okay, we got to rethink everything, how we do things here.
0: Right. And it's like another thing too, like this is the place where all of section 31's most secret stuff is stolen or or is stored in whatever. And so we presume that the weapons taken were something that belonged to section 31. Why is section 31 not involved in this at all? We haven't seen Uh, a single person from section 31 yet.
1: Section 31 wanted it to happen. This is like 9-11.
0: That's that's an interesting thought.
1: Because, like, oh, like, oh.
0: You know what would be amazing? At the very end of this, if, like, like they they bring the admirals to justice and whatever, and they're like, all right, now let's see a true form – and they like, you know, stab them with the thing that makes them turn into a changeling or whatever. And it, they don't change at all. <laughs> yeah. They were just corrupted and they were doing it for like profit motive or something the entire uh, day.
1: Yeah. Or like they were hoping to like, oh,
0: there's a dilithium mine on the changeling planet. Yeah, it's like,
1: oh, we need to set up, we need to set up a base uh, in a torture, uh, torture prison on, uh, on the changeling home planet. Yep. And the uh, torture museum. The torture museum. <laughs> so yeah, like they're just making enemies for the state to then go and, and, uh, and uh, create uh, created reason to go and um, uh, colonize the changing planet.
0: We fucking love it, don't we, folks?
1: Yeah. It makes sense. That, that's exactly what they do.
0: Mm-hmm. That is what they do. So Brecker recalls um, how the system glitched out when it saw them because it recognized them. Uh, this means, he says, that the AI saw everything that came and went in the station. Uh, he is why they
1: do nothing with it. I don't know. man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like writing these lines, like kills the continuity of like what happened before. I don't understand why they even added that line. It's really weird. Cause they
1: they didn't even put in something like, Oh, the. oh data sees everything that happens in here oh but they did something to erase that part of his memory or something something but Some, th- literally anything
0: anything this <laughs> like, this is just so really how, how
1: is he different than just a fucking video
0: camera because
1: a video camera
0: because he, he rec well he's a he has facial recognition and he can also so turn into cameras a, he Cam- can also turn into a crow yeah <laughs> cameras can turn into a crow no they can't can't yep and can't play a tune that's a, a solvable puzzle. And that's the thing, is like he recognized that it was that it was Riker. I and mean, I guess Riker could have been a changeling. And so we wouldn't have known that tune. But I don't I don't know. Like, what if Riker just, I don't know, forgot an event that happened to him thirty five years ago? Like everybody does? Yeah. Like, if, every single person I ever know.
1: If someone started whistling something that I, that I one time whistled like like <laughs> twenty five years ago, right. I'd be like Huh?
0: If you would have asked me uh, any of the music that was on the day I met you a decade ago, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Who knows? Who fucking knows? No, no one knows. I could take a I could look through my playlist and like tell you what I was listening to back then. Yeah. But I don't fucking remember any song. No idea. No. That's stupid. <laughs>
1: stupid. But also it's like that's a, that is sort of like a big like leap and, and, and logic, just like Pop goes the weasel oh it's data you know
0: it was a huge leap in logic
1: yeah i don't know yeah don't so know knows, you know just like but i guess he does suck as, as a fucking video camera because he can't even like no no one's no one saw he'd like, he like he, he's data just watched it happen and just like okay
0: okay I, I i'm sorry i just wrote this episode way better uh-huh. instead of <laughs> all that shit uh, he just uh, the tones are the beginning to the solo on Nightbird, and Riker has to play the solo on Nightbird too, so they don't die. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. And they can't, so they will die. <laughs> the end. Um, oh, you know
1: what also would have been a good callback. Is like uh, why like the, some of the holograms that came on just to show what Data's thinking about is just like. Denise Crosby bent over, like, <laughs> <laughs> and just like beckoning with her finger, like on!"
0: <laughs> just the board queen on her knees. Yeah. <laughs> Licking his taint. <laughs> Damn,
1: data nasty as
0: hell. <laughs> yeah, the I'm queen. not data. I'm lore now. Lore <laughs> likes to fuck.
1: <laughs> Just like yeah, the board queen and Denise Crosby making out. He's like, he's like, wow, we've got. He, he really is human now. He's, all he thinks about is sex.
0: <laughs> Riker's like, uh, Seven's like, Riker, we need to leave. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm watching this. I'm watching. There's there's some good stuff yeah, happening here. Do you have
1: any ideas of how to solve this riddle? <laughs> no,
0: I'm, I'm no, of, no, 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 no.
1: Here, I'm gonna didn't get my key <laughs> you're having a lot of trouble getting the key out of your pants dude,
0: Riker. Yeah, i'm trying to solve this riddle
1: shut up just gotta concentrate you're, not, you're taking my mind off it look the other way wharf look the other way turn around
0: it's a, a stain just slowly starts to spread on his uniform. And it's solved. <laughs> we can go now. Yeah. But what about solving? Nope, no, no, we're, good.
1: no we're, we're, good. Good. we're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, I've got to go take a nap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just like, lies down on the floor of the History Institute. Yeah.
2: me, 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 me. Me, <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh,
0: Yeah, so he <laughs> puts on his nightcap. <laughs>
1: In <laughs> his nightbird. <laughs>
0: Ooh, good one. Good one. So, um, <clears throat> uh, he is not protecting the manifest, Worf says. He is the manifest. Okay. <laughs> so, I know,
1: it's like, okay, well, why? What's yeah, the point? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's
0: like, well, because he's...
1: All mo- he does is watch, thing, watch crimes happen at the Dayserman suit and be like that happened yeah
0: he's like <laughs> he's he's more advanced than anything the starfleet has ever encountered And they're like we don't understand this technology maybe uh maybe that's a new security system but, some,
1: but somehow he's worse than just a guy monitoring video camera footage every all day he's
0: he's literally <laughs> get this he's worse than paul blart mall cop
1: he's worse than paul blart mall cop It'd yeah, be funny if he is just like on like one of those like uh, scooter things, just like going through the halls, uh, uh,
0: like Paul B. Four Daystrom Cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, he. Really I mean, he is cop. about the same size now. So yeah, he, <laughs> he's getting it,
1: there. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. He, he is. He's actually worse than Paul Barton Mall Cop. Yeah, because, he's he's blart now. Paul Barton Mall Cop actually like did something when he saw crimes happening. Mm-hmm. Like he just he, he intervened. Mm-hmm. Like Data just watched it happen and was like, Oh, I'll log that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, he's like, oh, shit someone should probably do something about that.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, that's well, crazy. <laughs> How am I the only one that saw that? Oh, well,
0: <laughs> a, damn, that's crazy. Good luck, though. <laughs>
1: yeah, and there's just like a button next to him that says call security. <laughs> he's, and he's like, like eh, well,
0: <laughs> I've got the, this, yeah, this whole Borg Queen thing going. Yeah,
1: I got this. Whole, I got, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep manifesting uh, the Borg Queen and Denise yeah. Crosby making, yeah, and we're, Tasha Yar making out. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh so the Titan suddenly begins experiencing bursts of electromagnetic radiation causing parts of the ship to seemingly phase in and out of view um <clears throat> oh sorry one more thing uh, uh right before right after he says uh he is the manifest where says that Rafi brings up some files and an alarm begins to sound guess what Starfleet security has found them they're out of time okay <laughs> lots of things here first off why do they have like an alarm that sounds yeah like couldn't they have like you know comms or something that say hey fucking intruder here or something especially
1: like since like they uh, like It would be better to have a silent alarm going that way, like notify the security and not and not not give alarm to the people that have been true.
0: Right. I understand red alert because it means like everybody at their stations, but they're trying to only alarm the security guards here. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that. It's like it's like it's the reason that in a grocery store, when someone's like stealing something or something. You know, they have a code for it. And they say over the intercom, like, uh, Mr. Jones to aisle six or something. No one ever says, like, security, someone's stealing something on aisle six.
1: i I've noticed something. Yeah. Every time I go to Fred Meyer, mm-hmm. I always hear a security check in section. <laughs> something where almost like...
0: I think you've said this before, and I've been like, well, yeah, you look like you'd steal something. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, y- yeah, yeah, they're being overly suspicious, but I mean... There's a mirror right here. <laughs> if, if you want an explanation. This man that looks like
1: a Sasquatch wearing clothes that have holes in them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't think a Sasquatch could uh, get a welding license, it, but... There but, uh, we are. Congratulations, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot professional fabricator.
1: Professional fabricator.
0: Um, so... Um, so Starfleet security has found them. They are out of time, and so they try to call Picard, but he is not answering the comms, because he ain't back yet. So the Titan, uh, back with the Titan at the museum, it suddenly begins experiencing bursts of electromagnetic radiation, causing parts of the ship to seemingly phase in and out of view. Geordi demands to know what the fuck Picard has done, but Picard is just as confused as he is because he is an old, demented man. <laughs>
1: Are you my mommy?
0: <laughs> I have a son that looks like you. I'm black, Picard. <laughs> Would you like some hard candy? I
1: have some right over here. Wait, who took my candy bowl? Where am I? What year is it? And he starts crying.
0: And then, like, and he pisses like, himself.
1: They, they just have to turn away. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's don't like, don't don't look. It's shameful. Oh God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, just then the titan disappears completely now fully cloaked Jordy accuses picard of stealing the cloaking device from the bird of prey the hms bounty but as picard protests his innocence he stops as both fathers realize they're culprits and picard is like jack right is uh geordie's uh, like sydney <laughs> um so jack and sydney a uh, little story about Jack and Sydney <laughs> sucking chili dogs. So, uh,
1: also with who's not involved is the actual engineering daughter.
0: That's very true. I mean,
1: <laughs> she—it's
0: kind of said she was kind of involved. She was like part of the plan, but she's not there in the room, which is weird.
1: yeah, she's yeah. not like. And you're and you're figuring that she's the one who tracked down the cloak.
0: Yeah, because she she, works there. Yeah, exactly. You'd consider. consider. That's what you'd think. So uh, Jack and Sidney are now attempting to install the cloak, but are having difficulty with it. Because guess what? They're not fucking engineers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jordy warns that Starfleet will be on its way as the theft of the cloak set off an automated security alert and asks how many Federation treaties Picard has just violated. I just want to point out here That the Starfleet Ship Museum has a far superior security system <laughs> to the Daystrom Institute, whereas where is which is the place where they keep all of their secret things? Yeah,
1: yeah, <clears throat> yep,
0: yeah. yeah. Cool. It, that's
1: because it's like an actual like security system, not just some guy that just watches it happen. Yeah, and just not this-
0: a not a robot that they don't understand.
1: <laughs> they don't understand it. No, and he's, he all he does is like. Just like watch it and say that's cool. Yep. <laughs> it's also weird. Like it does, even though he did do this, like did no one access this information after the Thane was stolen? Like did no one, no one bother to access data to see? what was stolen like clearly he's he is a manifest that is recording
0: and so so that's the thing i'm very confused about is because it was reported obviously to starfleet intelligence who was handling this instead of section 31 for some reason so it was reported to starfleet intelligence that um that the uh the the portal weapon was stolen but then they say and they kept on saying every single episode but it was to cover up something bigger being stolen and no one's ever said what that is until this episode even though it's like i don't know it's something that like they maybe should have mentioned yeah, I, that's I, not,
1: I feel like that's the first thing you would do if something was stolen from the place you would do an in an inventory of everything
0: mm-hmm. and then, they, and, and, then and then you talk to the people who are looking for it mm-hmm. starfleet intelligence in this case raffi Worf, ro lauren And tell them what it is that they're looking for that's not. Because here's the thing. If they're looking for both of these weapons, what's to say one person has both of these weapons? One person could take the portal somewhere. One person could take the more dangerous weapon, quote unquote, somewhere. Yeah. And so you don't know they're going to be in the same place. So why don't you tell the people who are looking for the more dangerous weapon what the fuck they're looking for? (laughs) (laughs) Unclear. Bad idea
1: also like also like the ship museum seems way more uh staff than the daystrom institute it is and also the fact that like jordy and um w- uh, what's her face his daughter um, sydney
0: or alondra uh,
1: alondra mm-hmm. they're, they're actually like people who are trained who have a purpose to be there like mm-hmm. which you obviously like you know you would need engineers at a, at a ship museum absolutely so why isn't there also like a staff at the daystrom institute because like are we just like holding these things there for uh for posterity just who, like who what,
0: the fuck feeds the tribble?
1: who the fuck feeds the tribble? Mm-hmm. Is why is there no one why is there no one uh, uh other employees of the daystrom institute that mm-hmm. are actually actively researching the things that they
0: have in there e- even better question who jerks off jim kirk's corpse <laughs> it's true someone's got to be there to do it yeah <laughs> Otherwise, otherwise it starts to bloat and it'll yeah. blow up <laughs> Builds up too much cum, even when he's dead.
1: <laughs> so that's why he's there. That I get to understand why it just the that just keeps producing cum.
0: Yeah, they I just they, have to be like, damn it! Like, well, we need to drain the main vein again. He's blowing up.
1: <laughs> they put a giant. They put a giant um a glove that you know they wear when they like. Put it, shove a hand up of a cow, Mm -hmm. shove it up his ass, and just make him blow that way. He's like, and just like, so he's just bent over. He just they just bend him over like a cow and just like shove a giant gloved arm inside of him.
0: They just have like a, a jackhammer with some some masking tape or some, some some duct tape on the sharp end and a ball yeah. and stick it up his ass and jackhammer his prostate until he leaks.
1: He's just tied to, he's just attached that twenty four seven like he's dead. It doesn't matter and that just keeps us from having to constantly check up on the on, on the on his on his cum production. Let's it's just just, let's just have him attached to the jackhammer. Just
0: constantly constantly like spurting and leaking cum
1: everywhere. This is going directly into a replicator. And that's actually that's actually like where they get leather raw materials that's for where the they get the cheese.
0: nacho cheese
1: <laughs> 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 yeah here's a, like the tour, a tour guide's like here's a fun fact the, the the nacho cheese you got from the food court is actually made from record from Kirk, uh, uh kirk's cum <laughs>
0: Hell yeah, Jim flavored nachos.
1: Jim flavored nachos. James T. Kirk made that nacho cheese for you today. How you may ask?
0: <laughs> How is a guy who's been dead for a hundred years make nacho cheese? Well, well, let me show you the process. And click a button.
1: <laughs> His corpse is just like flailing around. His dick
0: is just farting out cum. <laughs>
1: We have to apologize. Please don't leave a negative review of our podcast.
0: <laughs> no, we're talking about literal C-Man. Yeah, we're talking about That's literal man That's what the C-man. people want. That's why you got a one-star review. Yeah.
1: I wonder why Just spend about five minutes talking about James D. Kirk being Jack jackhammered. James D. Kirk's corpse getting jackhammered in the asshole. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We love a good prostate jackhammer. Yeah, I love a good prostate. Great, Great way to get all the cut out. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: that's good but it's a a, a plus material
0: mm-hmm. so jordy warns that starfleet will be on his way because the automatic alarm was tripped when they stole the cloak um which i guess doesn't happen anywhere on daystrom no and uh, uh no, no,
1: nothing's like yeah nothing happens on there nope it's supposedly the most most secure place in the entire federation
0: yep cool so <laughs> Uh, Jordy asks how many uh, Star or Federation treaties Picard had just violated. Picard half jokingly replies, "They will have to add it to his tab," before pleading with Jordy to help them. Jordy finally gives in, heading down to engineering um, to help uh, properly install the cloak. And when he gets there, he tells Jack Crusher to stay away from his daughter. <laughs>
1: Which is, which is a good dad
0: line yeah and also he's like uh he was probably more like i know you're actually 35 stop <laughs> yeah, stop trying to groom my daughter yeah, like you're old enough to be your uncle come on yeah. don't don't do this
1: stop hanging outside of her high school <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like oh i know i know you 35 year old man
0: yeah like come come on jack they let you they let you sit at the bar when you were quote unquote 18 mm-hmm. in that flashback yeah. at, at 10 forward. Either they're not checking ID in the future or you're clearly at least 21 well, I, at that I, point.
1: Th- I think um, they, they've adopted like the drinking age that's around the rest of the world. Oh,
0: uh, old enough to reach the counter?
1: Yeah, old enough to reach the counter. Yeah, it's my yeah. favorite baby. British drinking rules. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the
0: Scottish drinking rules, uh, old enough to roll under the counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So yeah, I think that's why he was there. Like, yeah, it is. It is funny. Like, it does seem like he's much, much older. But he is older in real life. So yeah.
0: So whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Raffi, uh, Raffi works to free the android uh, data or whatever it is, but sees Starfleet security coming right up to them, and she knows she will not have the time. So she draws. Uh, so drawing his phaser, Riker rushes in to give them that time and warf is like no don't do it but he does anyway (laughs) so the titan moves um the titan moves in near the daystrom under cloak but seven warns that they will have to decloak to beam the team out as the titan flies in riker is exchanging fire with the security officers before taking a hit to the back from a transport inhibitor tag Mm. Uh, shaw orders what signals can be locked onto to be beamed out as the titan escapes to warp uh, but they only have two and then an extra one not three as they thought jordy and jack meet the team in the transport room hearing of riker's capture um Worf says oh, we have lost one friend in battle but gained another <laughs> uh, as he steps aside to reveal their new friend jordy then recognizes the face none other And data. Old Uh, data. Old data. Uh, Old man data. So Worf promises to Picard that he will find Riker and bring him home. And fearful be the god or man or beast that stands in my way, he says. (laughs) Which is a very Riker line. I like that. Uh, Picard sincerely thanks him and sends him on his way. Jack then enters, offering his apologies about Riker. Um, I I don't love that Worf is going to have to go after him. Because obviously at this point he's going to... You know, have to go action wharf and kill a bunch of other people and not be pacifistic. Yeah,
1: no, is is, that's that's that he's very
0: until episode nine or ten when he has to do some meditation thing and saves the day doing that. At which point, as I said, I think I'll uh, subtract subtract three points because I hate I hate how telegraphed this is.
1: I mean, maybe he's pacifist by (laughs) Klingon standards, I guess.
0: No, he's not. (laughs) i've literally up until like three episodes ago i'd never seen a klingon behead some someone else it's true and i've watched every episode of ds9 like (laughs) 10 times so you know
1: (laughs) yeah there's zero beheadings
0: and i feel like there might have been a klingon beheading in in discovery but i don't think so maybe there was a lot of Klingon violence yeah and the Klingon's like ate people in that they did
1: yeah I was I was was shocked by that I was like damn they ate her but
0: that's pretty sick though
1: that's pretty sick Mm -hmm. but yeah like
0: I mean you know I I, I, I'd eat her yeah I I would
1: kind of like if he does consider himself a pacifist Mm -hmm. like how does he how does he um um like how does that mesh with his desire to go to Stobo car
0: that's a good point because the only way you can go to Stovakor is like uh,
1: glorious in death in battle, battle yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah,
0: interesting. Or I mean, it, so it's dying an honorable death. It doesn't have to be death in oh, battle. Oh, that's true. Uh, you can like die of old age, and as long as you were honorable in life, that's mm. an honorable death. But yeah, yeah, like the the easy ticket is dying in battle. So. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um. Uh, so Worf promises Picard that he will find Riker. Picard thanks him and sends him on his way. Jack then enters, offering his apologies about Riker. Jack goes on to admit he he can be a lot of things, mostly quote a prick at a bar who says things he can't take back unquote and maybe a bit cocky. And Picard is like a bit, uh, but he likes looks to. Looks
1: like you pack it a lot more than. A <laughs> <bit cocky.
0: laughs> uh, but uh, but he likes to think he has a few virtues as well, such as compassion, tenacity, and being principled, as well as occasionally clever. Yeah, don't, don't write that on your resume, guy. You're sounding like a prick. <laughs> so all of those things he says he gets from his mother. However, he says he also has courage, loyalty, and wisdom beyond his years. And until a week ago, he had no idea where those traits came from.
1: Mm. <laughs> and Beverly's just like in the corner watching like okay well fuck you too
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess I'm not loyal I yeah. uh
1: <laughs> yeah I guess I'm not courageous I or guess wise I, I yeah. guess I'm fucking stupid then huh mm-hmm.
0: um so he says he has no idea where those traits came from and maybe he didn't just get some bullshit disease from his father but quote some of the good bits as well some of the naughty bitch
1: like this big fat hog yeah, big fat hog and <laughs> this
0: four inch long taint boy <laughs> uh and uh maybe picard says so some humility there i guess whatever yeah a little bit so now, over in Sick Bay, uh, Jordy is talking to Sydney and admits uh, that he is not angry at her for what she did, but disappointed in himself for not doing what his younger self would have done jerked off in the holodeck. Yeah the end, the end. <laughs> <laughs> so uh for not doing what his younger self would have done which is gone into action and he expresses his pride in her mm-hmm. he then asks for an ionic flow regulator but Sydney corrects him saying he needs a focal adjustment spanner for the main port when he asks how she knew, she answers that the reason she crashed sh- crashed so many speeders as a kid was to spend time with him fixing them. Yeah, is that why she crashed two uh, transports during during Starfleet <laughs> training? Is that why? Is she, So she's always just been doing it to spend time with her superior? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I believe that. <laughs> it's not that she's just a, I don't know, bad pilot. <laughs> Could be that. Yeah um so picard beverly and Worf uh enter and picard is stunned to see data once again having watched him die twice and literally killed him the second time yeah like he set him free really data was like please kill me i don't want to live anymore and picard is like fine and that's it but it'd be funny if he's just like "Ugh,
1: goddamn it and just takes a gun out of his
0: <laughs> <fire>. <laughs>
1: just so that was a, the
0: manifest
1: this place is a direct I made a fucking promise
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll kill you as many goddamn times as I need to <laughs> so uh, Jordy points out how uh, that he had watched Data the android die but this is something else The personalities have yet to be integrated, but the information he says is still there. So Worf asks if he could tell them what Vadik stole from Daystrom, and Geordi believes the data can, assuming he is sane enough to speak. Uh, He can reboot the android body, but warns that he cannot completely isolate data, even with the personality uh, partitions in place. So they will not know who they are going to get. Picard gives him the go ahead. Life
1: is like a box of Davis. <laughs> <laughs> you never know who you're going to get.
0: What was what, your thing? Like, life is like a box of chocolates. A dog is pissed all over or something? <laughs> what, yeah, it was something in an episode. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah um,
1: <laughs> can't remember now. Yeah, me
0: neither. So, um, <clears throat> uh, Picard gives uh, Jordy the go ahead to boot him up, and Jordy brings the Android online.
1: Uh, also, is Shaw in this room?
0: I don't remember. I don't think, I don't he think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't, ma- he doesn't know data, so I guess it doesn't matter yeah. so much. Um, so, um, Jordy brings the Android online. He appears to be confused, but recognizes Jordy and Picard, addressing uh, the latter as Captain, saying that there are many voices of himself inside Daystrom Android M510, but only one speaks about them with the most fondness. Okay, he says that he is data, but then corrects that to say he was data. Beverly sees him as something like Picard, synthetic, but at the same time human.
1: Yeah, that must be nice for Brent Spiner. He doesn't need to be pa- painted, right? And I think he does have contacts in. But... He has
0: contacts in. He has some light makeup on, but yeah. it's not a ton. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: <clears throat> not the not the the yellow stuff.
0: Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um. Picard asks Data about the break-in at Daystrom, uh, and suddenly, uh, Data goes blank, and he's like, um, Daystrom, I am now lore! <laughs> I am b And he does the masks thing. I saw a lot of people online giving him praise for this, and they're like, oh, it was crazy how immediately he went from Data, and then lore, and then before, and I'm like, literally, he just said I am. He did the fucking... Uh, James Quall thing from from um, uh, Tim and Eric the here's, here's my Bill Cosby impression spaghetti hello I am I am Bill Cosby spaghetti and meatballs it's like just saying your name it, it wasn't good no. it, was, it was bad and people who think it was good acting are not good judges of acting no. because this wasn't good acting he was like he was literally just like I am lore now I am before now. It was not good. Everybody's it like, was very bad. He's like,
1: I am the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so it's okay. It's okay. I'm not the leprechaun anymore. I am the leprechaun. <laughs> uh,
0: he then turns into Alton Soong briefly. Which why is Alton Soong an android in here? I've,
1: maybe he put his intelligence up in the and the, the cloud.
0: All right. <laughs> okay. But, but no
1: law though he said law was in there though right? law, yeah
0: yeah but law doesn't uh yeah doesn't speak. Uh, reveal themselves so yeah. uh the android also repeats picard's name over and over finally however it accesses the manifest finding the item that the changeling stole human remains the original organic body of one jean luc picard <laughs> dun 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 so um i guess that is what they stole Mm -hmm. that's the big weapon that they stole and that's
1: what they jettisoned out before going to that thing right remember Uh, they jettisoned the tube out before going uh, before vatic went back into remember she's like they remember the, 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 the floating, uh, change. the, the head
0: daystrom was, Institute thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, the changing head was like, go in and get, get them into the, into the nebula. Yeah. And that is like the nebula will have adversary effects on our pay, on our cargo or whatever. Mm. And he's like, going anyway. So, I'm
0: not a hundred percent sure what that is. So, yeah. so aboard the daystrom Institute, uh, station, a security officer, uh, his uh, commandeer to Riker and is torturing him and trying to beat the location of Picard and Jack out of him, which, uh, you know how much I love torture scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was I was fine with this, though, because villains torture. Yeah, because this is not glorifying torture like it did with Worf and in uh, Raffi, where they tortured and threatened someone and got uh, good information that helped them out of mm-hmm. it, which is a bad way to view torture because torture doesn't work, yeah. and torturing people is wrong. Mm-hmm. But they had the heroes do it in a way that worked, which glorifies it. Yeah, and there's no other way you could. If if you if you have a different opinion about that, fuck you. You're an idiot, mm-hmm. straight up, and you have bad politics. <laughs> like it was a bad decision that they just shouldn't have done. Yeah, in the same way that they should have never made like you know the episode of the maquis on uh, on DS9 because it made everybody look bad and dumb it did. and the politics were bad Yeah, like yeah they were just bad mm-hmm. bad politics people so <clears throat> aboard the daystrom a security officer is beating Riker in the face bloody uh, Riker refuses to give up any information outright earning him another punch right to the face the security officer stares at him for a moment before drawing a phaser and vaporizing the other two officers in the room before turning into a different shape, guess what? It's Vatic. It is Little Nicky. Yeah, who cheerfully greets him and says, "Hello, Riker." You know, I pre- did you know that Popeye's fucking rules?
1: <laughs> Popeye's is the shiznit. <laughs> but like, um, I, I for a moment I thought it was going to be Odo because uh, remember before before <laughs> it, they transformed, they went. hmm. <laughs> They That's gr- true. They, they, they did do a little grunt. They, they did do, do a, a very. Like, I was like, shit, Odo. And then I swear to God, I think between transformations, mm-hmm. it looked like the female changeling.
0: That's what second. you said. I didn't see that at all. I watched it several times. I didn't see that, but maybe I missed it. Who I knows? To,
1: I'll, re, I'll go back and rewatch it. I,
0: I don't. I, I very genuinely do not think they will bring this female changeling back in mm-hmm. here. I don't think Terry Metalis likes DS9 mm-hmm. that much. I think he's using it more as an excuse to...
1: Have, like, have like a, a, a big, big uh, scary villain.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and he couldn't come up with, like, a more interesting race or a more interesting villain from TNG, and so, you know, he's just falling back on this, which is fine, I guess. Like, he's, he's doing it well enough so far. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I guess. In places. With the villain. Yeah. Exclusively. Hmm. The heroes are fucking idiots. Anyway. Why? Um... Uh, it's Vadic in front of Riker who's torturing him, who cheerfully greets him, uh, says Popeye's fucking rules. <laughs> uh, so taken aboard the strike, uh, Riker sizes up Vadik's burly-looking companion, wondering how much of that goo shit they poured into him, earning another punch to the face. Riker keeps up his good Riker cheer, however, asking if Vadic thought he would give up more than three decades of loyalty just for her. Vadik agrees that he wouldn't do it for her. But he would do it for someone revealing none other than his Imzadi, Deanna fucking Troy. End of episode.
1: Then he's like, no, I wouldn't do it for her either.
0: (laughs) It's like, I literally like just left her so I wouldn't have to be around that bitch. Are you
1: kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: I went on a suicide mission so I wouldn't have to. What are you talking about?
1: How much do you think that's probably going to be a changeling?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm about 50 50 on well uh, the, here's here's the thing though hmm. I don't think it is unless they reveal it immediately because uh, they're amzadis and they can read each other yeah exactly he, yeah. he he will be able to read her mind enough to know pretty much instantly whether or not it's a change yeah line. so
1: yeah that. but they, they may they may or may not know that.
0: That, yeah, that that's the fear I have. Is like yeah. the you know the script editors and the people here are not like fully thinking things through. And no. I think they did like a pretty good job with like continuity on this episode, mm-hmm. but the actual sense and like what mm-hmm. like would I do that in that situation? Yeah, uh, no, none of this. All mm-hmm. of this like the writing was good from a line editor's perspective and a copy editor's perspective. Mm-hmm. Everything made sense, I guess. Uh, But from a substantive editor's perspective, someone who looks at like the continuity of things and, hey, is this action make sense not only for this character, but for any character whatsoever. And this episode does not hold up on that level at all. It
1: is is like, yeah, like just like thinking about it. Because like if you just watch it and you're just like, yeah, it's a good episode. It was
0: entertaining. entertaining. It was very entertaining.
1: You think about things a little bit more like, okay, well, why didn't Data... Tell them, tell why didn't anyone, why didn't no one access data? Because you presumably for, you. you for,
0: I mean, first and foremost, why the fuck is he that station security system? Yeah, Daystrom Institute shouldn't have something they don't understand running all of the security mm-hmm. for the most secret and dangerous things that they know of. And
1: also, doesn't see it seems wasteful for him anyway because it's like, okay, he's he's worse than just a bunch of cameras and right. and and and, and, uh, and a security staff. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, he, like, and no one went, no one that works at Daystrom, like, fucking went to, uh, went to Data and said, like, what was stolen? Because that's, mm-hmm. all, that's all, like, fucking Picard and them did. They just fucking, like, Data, what was stolen? It's like, boop, 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 ah! The remains of Jean-Luc Picard! But, <laughs> but I
0: mean, well, So I think the way they tried to write this in is the only reason he told them is because he recognized Riker.
1: Which then, is why, like, then why is that a security... F-
0: exactly. <laughs> if you're going to only have a security system that's responsive to a select number of people that the security system recognizes, none of whom are the people who installed the system in the first place, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the, this, is, this is literally the worst and dumbest infosec I've ever... Yeah. I could even conceptualize Yeah, this is, this is the dumbest thing that anyone's ever written into anything. Yeah. Um, it's like
1: putting, it's like installing a security camera that only works when it wants to.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> it's, like, it's installing a security camera that like, uh, doesn't turn on when f- it's friends are stealing shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. what that doesn't, that, that doesn't seem like it's a good security camera. No. And it doesn't seem like it does a job that you'd want, you know, any security system to actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
1: he and he didn't even, like, have a recording of them stealing the body.
0: No, they didn't. And also, like, I just got to wonder, too, how the fuck did um, uh, that, that that Klingon guy, how did he make that key to get past the Daystrom thing? Like, everything here, like, there's so much backstory that they don't explain. I'm like, this, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, like all, all I'll say is data, lore, whatever this thing is, is the worst Objectively, the worst security system mm-hmm. in all of Starfleet, and it's guarding all of Starfleet's most important secrets.
1: Yeah, it's rec- it's a uh, it's a uh, has a fucking portal gun, <laughs> and yeah. supposedly, what's the most dangerous thing in the world? John luc Picard,
0: which. Okay. Um so let's let's have predictions here. What what do you think they're doing with John luc Picard's body? Why do you think Um
1: I'm gonna have to guess since it's in the Daystrom Institute? That's a that's you know, that's why like I was you know, we're talking about why is Kirk there. Mm-hmm. Like Picard being there makes sense because he was once He was Locutus. He was Locutus. 100%. So I'm wondering exactly. if they're trying to re um reawaken Locutus. I mean being, but I think he would only be effective if he had access to a board cube.
0: Right. So, like, so I mean, in that, honestly, so this is my fear. Hmm. There is no way they can write the Borg into this plot line well. No. There is no way. Because yeah. the Borg, the only way, like, the Borg would be part of this is if the Borg were cooperating with the changelings. Mm-hmm. The Borg don't cooperate with anybody. No. They don't. They don't. They yeah. just straight up don't.
1: Yeah, they don't. They, they, like have, it, no, they it, have no reason to. broker peace or anything like they just like assimilate
0: like like literally the changelings are probably the biggest threat to the borg yeah if the borg found the changelings they would wipe them out yeah like like they tried to do with uh species uh 8473 yeah or 8374 yeah 8472 there you go something like that something eight something eight thousand
1: something (laughs) (laughs) the weird little cgi aliens
0: yeah yeah yeah. the the things from uh uh, fucking voyager Voyager season three yeah Mm -hmm. yeah the, the greatest tr- uh, arc they had in that entire show mm-hmm. honestly after after that arc the show went completely downhill mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think differently because they think Seven is the greatest character they're wrong yeah <laughs> they're, they're wrong um, but yeah
1: like it, it but yeah the but seriously like for me like the board like the board connections the only thing I could think of like why, why they need unless they want to make another Shinzon yeah
0: <laughs> And so, and so that's the thing, too, is why do they need both Picard and Jack Crusher? Because they're after Jack Crusher, too, first yeah. and foremost, is they were after Jack Crusher and they already got Picard's body. So why would they need, you know, all of Picard's genetics and then someone with half of Picard's genetics? Like, is there something that important in Picard or in Jack Crusher? And another thing, too, is, like, uh, if they're able to somehow extract or revive Lacutus that goes to prove that john Luc picard should have never been reinstated yeah ever and that starfleet made the hugest mistake with reinstating them which personally i still think mm-hmm. starfleet made a huge mistake yeah. reinstating picard he should yeah. have never been reinstated mm-hmm. they should have given fucking riker or someone else command of the enterprise d mm-hmm. because <laughs> yeah straight up like after you're compromised and you work for the enemy even if they think you're medically cleared or whatever, you're still a liability. Yeah. You're still an enormous liability.
1: Yeah. Cause like, who knows what, like is, if there's anything in his body that was like leftover. I can't remember. There was
0: no. And they, they, and they said on the episode after where he goes and visits his brother, that he's medically cleared. Mm-hmm. However, these are doctors that are pretty unfamiliar with dealing with the Borg. Mm-hmm. And this is literally the first time someone's been re- uh, reverse assimilated. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Yeah. It's stupid.
1: Yeah, but th- yeah, who knows? Maybe I did think I did have like a one thought that was pro- that's probably pretty stupid.
0: Go for. It. I mean, it can't be any worse than what the we writers. Did, are like we did
1: wonder if the paw race were involved.
0: I yeah, that would and, make more sense. I think.
1: Um, and so what if mm-hmm. Cisco went evil and brokered to deal with this, and now that's why he wants Picard's body and and um and Jax to get back for killing his wife.
0: You know what? You didn't lie. That was very stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to piece together things mean,
0: So the thing, the reason that can't happen is because Avery Brooks has no desire to ever return to Star Trek. And I respect the shit out of him for that. You know what? He is doing what fucking uh, Patrick Stewart is completely unable to do. And that's, (laughs) he's able to say no. Yeah. He's able to be like, you know what? I've done enough. And uh, everyone loves this character. And no matter what I do, it's going to be like, jeopardizing everybody's love for this character Mm. straight up like Picard used to be my favorite captain a few years ago after watching more DS9 like Cisco took that place and Picard became number two since Picard has been on the air Picard's probably number six now
1: oh yeah it goes Cisco Archer
0: (laughs) I I actually say I uh, no. so as far as the captains go as far as captains on Star Trek go there's only one number one baby Hmm. Mar Oh yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: He's a captain, baby. He's a captain, He's a captain but, a captain. but not a
1: Starfleet captain.
0: That doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. Did Starfleet win the Dominion War right. single handedly? I didn't think so. Oh. It was the Starfleet Ferengi uh oh, sorry Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> Klingon Alliance yeah, baby. Yeah. and Romulan, but, yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: but who knows? Like it I mean we're they could have some more surprises in for us, like about what goes on with why they need Jean Luc.
0: I mean, I'm sure they have surprises and like they have explanations. I just can't think of a good one here. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm pretty I mean, we were, sure whatever we
1: were, I, we were sidelined by the changeling. That's for sure.
0: We were. And yeah. so I, I don't know. Yeah. were the changelings like a red herring to something bigger or are the changelings yeah. ultimately the big bats, which I'd yeah. be, honestly, I'd be more fine with that than them revealing a bigger bad than the changelings. Cause I get the changelings. I get their motive. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with it. Like, I get that. Yeah after the Dominion War there certainly would have been some radicalized especially because they did a fucking war crime at the end of the war. Yeah. That makes sense. That's exactly how you radicalize people is you do war crimes against them in the same way. It's been
1: happening for decades.
0: <laughs> I know like America like like made a fucking factory for like new terrorists yeah. in both Afghanistan and Iraq by doing nothing but going over and extrajudicially killing people's families and leaving.
1: I mean that's the whole point we're there I think at this point just like we want to keep continued to have the next constantly remaking the next generation of you know terrorism we mm-hmm. gotta go fight and t- justify our war budgets for and oh, have, yeah you have, gotta have, justify the cia yeah mm-hmm. have conflict in this foreign country that we need to spend mm-hmm. our war our war money on but yeah yeah i mean who knows who knows We're, we'll see there's how many more episodes is there four four
0: four so this is okay. six we got seven eight nine ten okay so we're more than halfway through. More than yeah. halfway there. Living on a prayer. Um, we got
1: the whole ga- we got the whole uh, band back together. Everyone's everyone's there now.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have yeah. got the entire band back together. Yeah. Um, yep. I guess so.
1: Unless that isn't you know Deanna, which I'm.
0: I mean, so it could be not De- I, anybody here could still be a changeling, straight up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, that's I. I think Jordy.
0: Joy, yeah, Jordy definitely could be. They didn't even take a second to think. <laughs> they didn't even think I, I think what they're trying to do with that though is, well, his two daughters are there. So obviously they'd notice if he was a changeling. Yeah. So I, I think that
1: Unless like uh Alandra is also a changeling.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That, that'd be interesting. But, but at the same time, there's certain memory things like, uh, remember how I used to crash all those ships. It was to be closer with you. And he's like, Oh yeah, I do have that memory and stuff like that. So I, I don't so much think that Jordy's a changeling. I'd like him to be though. I Actually, think that'd be more interesting. Yeah.
1: I, I mean that's a thing like he's just agreeing with her but also he didn't know which tool to use
0: that's true but it was also because I mean yeah they explained that with she spent so much time helping him repair things so I don't know yeah if they did that with that that would be interesting I don't think they're going to do that yeah because they're not that interesting. Yeah. That's what you have to remember. That's going
1: to be sad, though. They're going to open up a fucking like, locker on the on the museum and a dead Georgie's going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, shit, they just killed off this lovely, lo- lovable character uh, off screen.
0: <laughs> cool. I, honestly, like I'd actually be fine with that. That would at least be an interesting choice mm-hmm. that they made, but that's why they're not going to take it is because it's too interesting. So, yeah. you know, I, I, at this point, do think... Who do you think is the big bad here? Is it the changelings?
1: I have no idea. Like, I, mean, I'm,
0: I'm, I don't have any idea. What do you think, though? I'm What's try, your prediction? That's what I'm
1: trying to figure out, because like, I can't figure out what they want Jean-Luc for, and I'm hoping it's not Borg shit. Um, but that's a, like, that's the only reason why um, Jean-Luc would be in the Daysroom Institute anyway. But
0: Right. I mean, yeah, and there's, I, I just I don't know why they need his body, except for the Borg thing. But if we're led to believe... What they said in TNG, they completely cleared his body from the Borg shit and like
1: But also if it's Borg shit, like there was tons of exos they could have grabbed. Because yeah. like presumably but but then again he probably does have some like latent Lakutas type shit in there, but
0: And also one thing I've kinda of been wondering about the Borg, um if all they need to assimilate people is nanobites, why don't they just like fucking send a missile of nanobites to Earth? Yeah. They don't need to do it with their fucking hand and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know,
1: or just like put something in the in the in the, in the um, water supply in the water supply. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. The what supply? Water supply. The what? W- water. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> just, I'm trying to say it correctly. Yeah, I will always make fun of East Coasters for saying water. Um, <laughs> it's cool most of my family's from pennsylvania yeah, so yeah. Uh, and i hate them <laughs> <laughs> damn, uh, they're, they're, pennsylvania people are funny yeah they're they're like they don't know they're from the midwest but they're definitely from the midwest unless they're in philly
1: and they like sweet things in their meatloafs
0: they like they just like sweet things in general like yeah like i'm surprised like all of my family on the east coast does not have diabetes mm. because they are diabetes type eaters. At yeah. least.
1: <laughs> I mean there's some there's some really sweet foods. I mean like Baltimore is known for the burger cookies which is just like a thin a thin little cookie with like about an inch of fudge on top. And it's it's I think it's the most repellent thing. I I didn't ever like them. My brother loves them though, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, so I mean the big the big bad. Uh I'm hoping this it's the Changelings, honestly. Yeah. Although I know they're going to do something else. There
1: with has it. to be someone else working with them.
0: It, there has to be. and like, But the problem is, I think all of the options are bad for the mm. most part. Either it's going to be... I mean, we got, like, the Borg. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we got... I mean, I don't think... The paw Race. The Paw Race, which I'd be fine with. But I don't think they're going to do that because they haven't been doing much, with, much at all with DS9 lore, even though the big bad from DS9 is here.
1: Yeah, they haven't bothered to contact, like... Uh, miles kira anybody Mm -hmm. like the people who who were like the front lines
0: of the dominion war fucking you know what would actually make sense here Mm. something like um because i mean so the how do i say this the changelings are they all within like the the alpha and beta quadrant here or are they still are they stationed near their planet somewhere because they have to be communicating with themselves somehow, right?
1: I I think like the the um the the their their group is all here in the alpha quadrant, I'm pretty okay. sure.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cuz I'm I'm wondering like I mean
1: cuz I think that would take too much communication to contact like the
0: Yeah, cuz something world. I think would be cool is if they, you know, brought in the wormhole to it because mm. like if they're like having to pass through that somehow <laughs> and in order to, you know, you know basically contact the wormhole they have to get jake Cisco, mm. who has to like call on his dad who is still like the emissary in the wormhole mm. that we know right now oh yeah um you know yeah if they got him to like basically like not revive his dad but like invoke his spirit to do something that'd be cool as hell yeah but there's no way they're gonna br- bring syrock lofton back because they're stupid no Sierra lofton's cool
1: yeah you'd be like no nah, i'm not doing that yeah, <laughs> but he is the, doesn't do a podcast on it. So
0: no, no, that's what I'm saying. He's he's cool. He he'd, he'd be glad to be in Star Trek for anything. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, he's he's fun to listen to. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, listen to uh, the Seventh Rule with him and uh, Denise Crosby's on there now. Oh really? Yep. Hmm. Super fun.
1: We would love to see Denise Crosby and Data's memories bent over. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: you know she bent him over, right? Oh yeah, she did. Oh yeah. Yeah, she pegged Data. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I guess that's a good place to leave it. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get data getting pegged.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, I guess it's time for us to warp away. Be well. Travel safe. And as Soy Trek rule of ass liquidation, uh, number 1812. Um, Mm. Says, like
1: the war of 1812. Like the
0: war of 1812. <laughs> um, ACAB 1312. I mm.
1: oh, that's your password, yeah,
0: <laughs> to my cop killing porn.
1: Oh, hells, yeah, yeah.
0: It's just regular porn with uh, the song Cop Killer put mm. under it. It's one of those uh, PMVs, the porn music videos. You see any of those? Oh, no. It's weird they have them on like basically every porn site has them now and it's just like someone who is like edited a bunch of like porn clips together into a music video
1: I know coolio actually made like a porn video music video that's cool before he died <laughs>
0: uh, I'm sorry that's not cool that's coolio that's coolio yep <laughs> Neat.
1: all right well thanks for checking with the soy boys girls and Overly beans
0: hang, hang dong, dong and in shocker, shocker.